Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Friday Night Spectacular. That is the Cultaholic Wrestling Weekly Podcast. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Matthew and his shirts. Jack King is also with us, wearing his lovely clothesline gear and a hat. And special guest this week, bringing you nothing but the best, <laughs> delivering better than Deliveroo. It's Mr. Sam Driver here, filling in hey, for what's Hey, hello. Doing, oh, yeah, hold your applause, guys. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Should point out when we get to the wrestling portion of this week, uh, Sam, Sam, yeah, Sam has freely admitted that he's not uh, he's not watched a lot of wrestling this week, so yeah, it'll I'm, be all right. Why would you it'll say be, that? <laughs> because just just as a disclaimer, just as a heads because, up. So when I'm yeah. sat there going, "Yeah, guys, oh Roman, Roman is so good," and I'm just giving really general still, things like that. <laughs> he is still really good, to be fair. But I think just when it gets to this week in the wrestling. It might yeah. be me and Matthew, and then we'll chime in. We'll go, Sam, what do you think of this person in like, general oh, terms? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, oh. oh. oh we, it's almost like we're telling you what's happened. You're like the chorus role in a Greek oh. theatre, in a Greek play. You're like the audience's <laughs> insert. Wow. So that's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is fancy now. Done. Ooh. Fantastic. So we've got Puppet Jack and, uh, well, the other Puppet Jack, I guess, because Sam's just going to agree with everything that Jack says this week. She hasn't seen nothing. Fantastic. I hope you guys are excited. Jack, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really hot week in Newcastle. Really blazing temperatures, which has been yeah. lovely, to be fair. But um, it's meant that uh, I've got to go out and about. I went to Durham to see some old school friends. Yeah. Durham City? Uh, yeah, yeah, the city of Durham, yeah. And because uh, they're just from there. Um, but we didn't go to school in Durham, but that's where they're from. So I went over there and it was a really nice day. Really hot, had a meal, lovely stuff. It's just, it just it's weird that these days it's really notable if you've gone to see someone. You're like, well, big news this week. I've actually done something. So that's been good. But what about yourself, Matthew? Well, no one I wanted to hang out with and eat at a restaurant was available. So I was like, I'll go by myself. And I went to the plate. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's like Jamaican chicken up by uh, top end of town. The balls um, on you. The balls on you. I have no idea. You. I could not do that. <laughs> I could, did you sit in on your own? What, did is you this s- Jamaican food, chicken? Or is did it just you, eating by yourself? Did you take it away or did you? <laughs> no, I, I proudly, because restaurants have been shut Mate, for so long. I'm oh, so man. jealous. I'm, I'm so, so jealous. I'm like, like by yourself? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, so jealous. Oh, no. <laughs> the, balls on, the, ball, the brass balls on you. I could not. I'm so jealous. 
I not wish I could the do special that. music playing for you when you walk past all the families and group of friends. This is the funeral. <laughs> Lonely man eating today. Everyone point. No, but and I that... ate it. But it's the point is, Jack. I'd eaten there previously with friends in Newcastle who yeah. are no longer around, either because they've moved or because I'm never going to talk to them again. And <laughs> uh, so I was eating there, and I just kind of this moment where I sat back, eat me chicken, and gone. This is nice. Got a lot of sauce on it. And I thought, God, remember when I was here with that person and that person and then there? Ah. And they all appeared in blue spirits like the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. And that, that's, that's where we're at now in Newcastle. A lot of people, COVID's like, COVID schmovid. Ha ha ha. Newcastle's kind of getting there. It's just getting people to do stuff now, even though these things are available. So now it's eating by myself. Is, um. What a good time. Is, uh, it more of an American thing, maybe? In diners and stuff, I suppose you can go in on your own. But and bars, you never like you always... eat by yourself at a place like that. Not, uh, yes, but only like I, I remember a specific example was um, we were doing a wrestling show somewhere, and I was really hungover from the night before, and it was in Leeds because there was a Pop World and a Weatherspoons really near the venue in Leeds. So I just sneaked around the corner and just went to Weatherspoons on my own and sat there, and that was a bit different because in Weatherspoons, I think it's not like sitting at a restaurant, is it? It's more yeah. just. But you still, it's like, it's like eating in a restaurant, but you go to hell afterwards. Yeah, yeah. 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 There are but there I mean, are other people alone in Weatherspoons doing various things. Right. So, <laughs> I've I've not um, I've not I've never been brave enough to do what you've done, and I, I envy that. Right. I really envy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. have done it. I've been way too self conscious, man. I we could oh, have done it maybe you. in Japan because there were so many singular yeah, areas. But like, maybe. that's probably the only place I would have done it. Like, I can't. I don't have the balls to do. Not that. in England. No. So wait, was <laughs> Sam? Have you eaten anywhere recently? Um, well, I'm trying to think, actually. My brain's, like, melting. It, it's become, like, such a thing where, you know, over COVID, we've just ordered in. So I, I'm i trying to think. I don't think... We... No. No. I haven't... Oh, in fact, well, we were at the Hancock. We got some, like, table food, just some, like, nibbles and bits. Pub grub. And pieces. But, like, not actually gone and sat down for a proper meal, but hoping to rectify that soon. Mm. Awesome, man. So, like I said, life... <laughs> Like finding a way. <sighs> well, that was life. As interesting as it is, let's go to the wonderful world of wrestling. What's in the news? Oh, another slow week. Good for Sam to fill in on this. Sorry, no, nothing's happening, mate. Nothing's happening. It's all right. Uh, yeah. The big news this week, the completely unexpected release of certain WWE superstars. Let's go down the list. Top of the list, Braun Strowman. And I get all my news source from Twitter, uh via Sean Ross Sapp, and then I make sure Coleholics posted them, because if Coleholics posted them, that's a verification. I'm not doing a good job here of saying something. <laughs> Coleholics news is awesome, but a lot of fake news out there, as we all know, living suspicious times. Sean Ross Sapp has a very high batting average right now. Mm. So he's the shearer yeah. of releases. So Braun Strowman, anybody else had said, said or tweeted, oh, Nah, if Braun Strowman's gone, I'm like, oh, you're, this is just, you're, you're being silly. You'll read one of those silly websites and say, oh, wait, Sean Ross Sapp said this. It's true then. Mm. Wow. What a weird career of being that guy in the Wyatt family that was, nah, whatever. Then got really, really good. Then got over in 2017. Just the one segment where he beat up Roman came back, beat him up again, and then beat him up in the ambulance, then pushed him. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. But sadly, coincided with the time when Brock Lesnar was not allowed to lose to anybody. So, yeah, couldn't strike while the iron was hot. And then he hung around, and he won a tag title with a kid. 
still able to be over. Then he changes look to look like just an angry American at Walmart complaining that he can't carry his AK-47 to the ice cream aisle or whatever. And then during the NAF period we had, they put the title on him. During that horrible feud with The Fiend. I'm like, all right, great. But then he still stuck around. I'm still like, no, I like watching wrestle, you know? And then he released him. He'd be Goldberg at WrestleMania. It's, yeah, it's just I, the, the, the general effort and work that went into pushing him is what's making this so unbelievable for me. Because, I mean... I, I, there's all the stuff kind of coming out now where it might be, you know, linked to a, like a contract situation. Like, oh, is he getting too much money? Should we maybe try and, you know, downsize that? And it could be a case of a fire rehire attempt. But like, even then, that's just like, whoa, just. <laughs> well, I think Alvarez or Melter was, I think it was Melter was mentioning that maybe they've, he was on a huge contract and yeah. they were trying to, even though they're making more money now than, Ever before in the company history, but whatever. They were trying to save money, and they've got these new toys, I think, as Melter called them. So other huge guys like Omos and uh, Commander Aziz. But, I mean, they're, especially Omos, they're a lot less experienced than Braun Strowman. Like, Strowman's way more mobile, and he knows what he's doing a lot more. He's just got the years of experience now. And I just feel, I really do feel like, at the minute, there is no one else in the world in wrestling like Braun Strowman. And how is there not a spot for that guy on their roster? It makes no sense. Out of the, the company that built an entire legacy on big, sweaty, meaty well, boys. Yeah. And and also, <laughs> he, I feel really bad for him because he put the effort in. He wasn't always good. He really uh, improved. Yeah. Like, really improved. He used to be, like, standard clunky big guy. But then he really improved. And improved on the mic. And, yeah, it's just very sad. But... I remember reading somewhere that he might not even be returning to wrestle anywhere, which if he's, I mean, I'm guessing he's got enough money now to retire anyway, but you know, just a bit sad. Yeah. It's so good in saying that, oh, the Reese Braun Strowman, why is that budget cut? And you're like, wait, 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 hang on. What? what? Yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, he was earning a million dollars a year and they had to pay him even though there was a pandemic and all this stuff. I'm like, wait, Braun was making that and they released him. Everybody else is getting nothing then. Yeah, mm. you just realize how little they must be paying people. It's like we're pawns on a million. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, headliner. Mm. Whoa, can't be having that. Like, oh, you, <laughs> right? So that's why, yeah, almost disease who cost considerably less. Right, I see. But they're also considerably less good at the minute, though. Like, uh, that's yeah. the point. And they're less big names. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Good. Mm. Sad train. <laughs> Alistair Black. Who, again, was really over. In the middle of being repackaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Had that magnificent run in NXT where he looked cool. uh, Had the ab chair sit up thing and all that. That that they then did on Raw and added the sound effect to me. Mm. (laughs) Sound like an old old dungeon film. Um, Still looked cool, still sounded cool. Even when he was sat in a room. Which was kind of silly, kind of daft. I think worked on some level when Buddy Murphy came and knocked on his door, and they had an amazing feud built on sexual tension of him lifting up his foot, his, uh, his chain with his foot, and then okay. him off. I think we've read into that in different ways, but I thought we all read. No, no, that's the only way to read it. <laughs> okay. Meltzer said exactly the same thing. <laughs> it took him ten minutes to say it, but I read between that. Yeah, I read between the alliteration, and the yeah. For everyone who's not been watching Debbie in the last two weeks, and who can blame you, uh, he has just been repackaged. He has just come back uh, two weeks ago after a series of him being 
Garth Marenghi attacked Big E during the Fatal 4-Way match. And it's like, dun, 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 black is back. <coughs> and uh, yes, I had a very entertaining live stream. I've already seen bits of it, but he, the day of the release, he was on Twitch. Yeah, he's trying to get a pacifist run on Undertale. And um, he just started talking about all the stuff where he thinks about the, the bad news places and stuff. But he also said, it's bittersweet because I owe everything to WWE. Not to diminish my prior work because it got me to the dance, but the last two years were a slow death for me. You said it, mate. What do you think, Jack? Well, he was the one guy, and it slowly became apparent that I was wrong, but he was the guy in NXT when I was like, out of this crop of NXT, if I had to put like my house on on one of them not being messed up by WWE, it would have been Alistair Black. And I was, I was so excited for him going up to the main roster because, yes, he could really put on excellent matches in the ring like what NXT would enjoy but he was also a character guy like the main roster he, he seemed more suited to that as well and then you've got this guy who beats people up in a way that nobody else beats people up on the roster at the minute with all his kicks and everything and he's just awesome and then they stick him in a room <laughs> and have him do nothing and I was just very disheartened then at least I thought well even though they're wasting time with these vignettes at least apparently he's getting a push on the end of this and yeah it's just totally been nixed so very disappointing he'll be one who will surely thrive wherever he goes now yeah i think there's so many elements to his to his uh, uh, his entire display as a wrestler that mm. you know you can pick one and run with it or you can just bank on all of it and and have a megastar which wwe never seemed ready to do with him and i don't know i, don't, I doubt his like credibility on the indies is diminished either because the name Tommy End, you just think, oh, big indie that's, name. That's it. Like, it's, Tommy End's on the card. Oh, okay, yeah. If anything, I think it's it's kind of improved the mystique because you couldn't watch him in WWE and, and, and not think he was being stifled in some way. Yeah. I feel after he got to the main roster, it was, and you know, with everything you were saying, with him just being sat in a room for ages and then disappearing altogether. Like, I mean, yeah. how does it get to that point? I did that borderline offensive impression of him. That might have been a factor. Oh, what was oh, it? Should be ashamed. It was in the build-up to me. Do an offensive impression. Make like an AW Spanish commentator in there. Oh no. Oh. Oh. I just tried to. I tried to put on a Dutch accent, Sam, but it came out. I think Scandinavian instead. Where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm did you just, just go for like the Ingwer Malmsteen with it? How yeah. can you say less is more? No, goes, no, 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 uh, no, yours, sounded, more. Yours, yours, yours actually sounded way more than, yours sounded Sorry. way more like um, Alistair Black the Minded. Mine was like, I will see you at the WrestleMania, which just didn't sound, <laughs> which is definitely just. <laughs> oh, it was even better than I could have hoped for. Thank you, Joe. Which is, which is definitely just, um, that's just, the end. that's oh. just Scandinavian, isn't it? But bad Scandinavian accent. That is. Oh dear. Oh. Anyway, that's not Thank a Dutch accent. <laughs> oh um, god. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Obviously, yeah, you're very talented, and there's no Tommy and your talents, so you'd be all right. Yeah, you're um, fine. Tom Campbell is furiously writing emails to people on being on uh, Desert Island Grabs, by the way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You probably hear him in the background. That's the noise. Lana. Yeah. Wow. After yeah. some of the worst booking I've ever seen. Of anybody uh, throughout the years, all the stuff she's had to deal with. Most recently, getting put through 11 or so tables by Nia Jax, which became almost the family guy thing of it being uh, whatever. And then, hey, it's funny again, because it carries on. 
And that then built up to her being the lone survivor at Survivor Series, looking like she'd never wrestled, crying and weeping every time she had to do anything, and her getting her revenge by pulling out of the match at TLC. Yeah. And then the feud just getting dropped. Oh, I forgot about that bit. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. out of all of them, this is one I'm surprised. I mean, and it, it's horrible to say the word surprised, but I'm surprised this didn't happen earlier. But I guess, you know... Where my brain's going with it is, you know, Miro moving across to AEW. Uh, Obviously, they were intrinsically linked for so long in WWE that I, I, I genuinely thought that might have been like an immediate double walkout situation, like that she would go with him. But you know, she didn't, and this is how it all ends. It's just feels like a bit of a waste of time, doesn't it? I was saying this with uh, Ross on WWE. I was saying this with Ross on our news video. We were talking about how when she was the ravishing Russian, when she was doing all yeah. that, and she was just your pretty basic heel manager for Rusev, that worked really, really well. Yeah. Then they try to turn her face because she's blonde, and Vince just loves doing that, and uh, and didn't. And there was all these rumors that he couldn't he couldn't see how they could be together. He's a beast, and she's beautiful. It was just like, oh come on, and. Um, and then they try to turn her face, and she lost the accent, and and uh, and then she danced, yeah. and. Uh, I mean, she, I know she is a dancer, but the fact that dancing became her gimmick for a while was sad. So I, I hope that if she does, I'm not saying she will, but I'm hoping if she does reunite with Miro in some way, they go back to that because she's better as just a, just a the ravishing Russian. It was just her. It, it worked so well. I don't yeah. know why they ever deviated from it. Yeah. It was just simplistic perfection, I think. Yeah. With that combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murphy. The former NXT Tag Champion with no personality that managed to become the WWE's best-kept secret on 205 Live. Yep. Successfully win the title at Super Showdown with lots of fans. The sweet feud of Alistair Black, which you've already talked about. And then the thing with Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins would treat him like rubbish and then Buddy Murphy would turn on him, come to the senses and get back with Seth Rollins, then leave him and then... (laughs) Yeah, that was great. And then buddied up uh with the Mysterios... And that got the thing where he was going to date the lass, and then <laughs> and then the after lass. that, it, it kind of went back to a weird quasi relationship with Rollins in the sense yeah. that I think he helped cost him, he cost somebody a match, or he, he messed with Cesaro to try and get back into his good graces. Then yeah. it was never mentioned again. Then it brought up two weeks later, and then it was never mentioned again. He get yeah, he came back for one week and went forget yeah. all of that, that whole three month storyline. I want to be your friend again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he had like maybe I think it was two matches against Cesaro or something. One was like in revenge for the first time. Or so. It was just yeah. unbelievably like confusing. He turned into the offspring self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Sam? It's, I mean, as somebody who uh, I, I'd never really got Murphy beyond the in-ring action until the 205 Live run and, you know, the building up to everything, the, the heel aspect of it, Tony Nice working with him and I don't know like 205 everybody sleeps on 205 and have done since it started and I should point out Sam was our 205 live guy for a while Matthew yeah he's quite passionate about 205 I covered it weekly and it really started to get to me that people just wrote it off and I was like there's so many good stories there's like the whole Mike Canellas Drake Maverick situation with goading the GM into hitting him and then you know all this stuff and Buddy Murphy was in there just leading this charge and then you know gets gets the move across and then immediately they just drop him on the floor like he's just jelly falling through their fingers he'd always have that <laughs> moment at least where he won the cruiserweight belt in australia that yeah. was that was yeah. a good moment for him i mean 
He's going to be a he's going to be a star wherever he goes. I think in terms of the 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 in ring quality he can bring. I mean, it, any company would be lucky to have that. So, well, the, the joke match that everyone's immediately pitched is him versus Omega because they're similar in the ring. They both when people say yeah. they're similar in the ring, <laughs> when when people say they're similar, I don't know if they are that similar or is it just that Murphy throws a lot of knees as well. Murphy throws know. a lot of knees uh, to the. He point doesn't do where that. He, <sighs> no, but I think he he's got a V trigger in his arsenal. Yeah, uh, and I remember he does the. Does he, well, what else does he do? He does the cheeky Nando's kick. I think there's like different things he does where I've been like, ah, ah, mm. ah. Okay, but yeah, him versus Omega, I could actually see being pretty solid. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's why they got rid of him because they got sick of uh, Buddy Murphy gifts being taken down by New Japan. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, that would be good. The pinnacle, like we've we've got Kenny Omega joining our stable. What? That's crazy. Can't believe Kenny Omega would leave the elite to join the pinnacle. It's pretty Murphy. It's the sweeper. Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so to do some fantasy booking and all the news. Sorry, Ruby Riot. Wow, another suck. shocking one. I this suck because she's awesome, uh, but she didn't really have much oh. of a chance to do much. Real quick, I've got to just go check the door because I'm the only person. Okay, you, you guys keep going. We'll carry on. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Which superstar will it be? Uh, so many. Um, I I was sad about her because she's. Oh god, that is, that is a loud ring. Because um, she's um, she's really unique, isn't she? Visually and also yeah. personality-wise on the main roster, like there was no one like her really. So I, it was a, it was a shame when she was. I know she's, hasn't she? I think I'm right in saying she's got quite a lot of indie experience. Yeah, as high as Heidi Lovelace. So hopefully she'll be able to go back to that. I'm assuming she will. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad day to be alternative and have uh, cool tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, We're releasing Sam, of, by uh, the way, and it's no joke. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, obviously, at the Linksill Center for the Chikara show, she was at. I remember thinking, like, she's coming up and, you know, tattooed and looking cool. It's like, wow. And she went, y'all know I get some cigarettes? <laughs> I felt so bad because <sighs> it was a Sunday. It's like, no, all the shops are shut. Yeah. Hello, Sam. Anyway, Hello. <laughs> we just talked about Ruby Riot, and what a shame. Yeah, it just it didn't make much sense to me here either. I, 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 well, none of this really does. So it, it's, you know, it's just sad. Especially, it seemed like Ruby was finally getting some sort of traction or at least something going on in terms of more on-screen time. But I don't know. I, I was I was quite shocked when they let Sarah Logan go, but kept the other two as the Riot Squad. So now, yeah. is it just going to be? Liv Morgan presents the Riot Squad. <laughs> she just comes out. <laughs> the one-woman Riot Squad. Oh, no, they yeah. will call her that as well. Of course they will. Welcome into the ring. The what? Yeah, I can imagine oh, it now. Or the ring. Lonely Liv Morgan. <laughs> and Santana Jarrett. Garrett. Who has been around... Is it Garrett? I think it's Garrett. Oh, sorry. J-A-R-R-E-T-T. G-A. G-A, yes. Okay. G for Garrett was about to debut on SmackDown, according to the reports. Obviously, didn't get that far. She's been around for years now, just in the background, simmering. And this is going to be her big push, apparently. And I think this just proves, like everybody else on the list, there are no like <clears throat> big plans or long-term plans right now for people. There's kind of, eh. Hers was we'll really random. mind. Sorry. Yeah. Hers was really random because it's apparently Vince identified these five names that he didn't have anything for, even though one of them was in the middle of a character rebrand and then i just i can't fathom how he got from like braun Strowman, alistair black like lana big names on the main roster and then he goes and that one nxt woman as well like how is that i don't understand yeah. really 
I mean, especially when somebody's about to to be called up and have been told, you know, you're about to be called up. This is it. It's all oh, about right. to and you're released. They've like, made quite a ha- like, they made quite what? a habit of that with, especially with the NXT Women's Division. It happened to Chelsea Green. It's happened a couple of times now, and yeah. it happened to was Vanessa Bourne set for a call up as well? I think. And it just Maybe makes no so. sense. Yeah. And they just do it with the women's division, especially. Yeah. It's very bizarre. You know how we brought you up to replace the people we fired? Yeah. Uh, you're fired as well. You're also fired, yeah. Oh, <sighs> ridiculous. Okay. And but she was, why is uh, this? Oh, we just, it's like that scene of Simpsons where it's like, as you can see, we're st- strapped for cash right now. <laughs> yeah. Riches fall upon them. It, so. At least she, from what I remember, uh, was very impressive in one of the May Young classics, I think. And I think she's. Um, She's obviously talented enough that all of these people are talented enough that they can do something elsewhere. So, yeah, you know, hopefully yeah. she'll be fine. And if that wasn't bad enough for poor WWE, Raw's last hour this week did 1.1 million viewers, uh, as we used to call that back in the day, impact numbers. Uh, I'm not saying Raw's bad now, but Raw Observer have moved their Raw recap to Tuesdays because they can't be bothered by it. <laughs> oh. It's literally the name of the show. Yeah. Is that Stephen Larson? It is, yes. Love Stephen Larson. Great guys. Yeah, good I used to think he was one dude called Steve Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Larson's great. Oh, what? Steve Van Larson. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, Stephen I... Larson. <laughs> Steve Van Larson. His middle name's Ant. I was very glad we got to meet them in, in Vegas. Obviously, they were lovely. Oh, yeah, great, great guys. guys. Um, Lovely. If you see them now, they've got like the 3am shadow and stuff. Uh, raw. Proper like, <laughs> proper American presenters. You know what I mean? Oh, when Americans yeah. present something, it's like legit. I feel like any American on the street could be a TV host. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you, could, you, know, you know when like there's been a, a crime in the local area, they interview someone on the news and they're like, well, you see what happened here, Jim? Is And you're like, eh? Because yeah. if you interviewed someone on the street here, they'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm not telling you no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no snitch. snitch. <laughs> Uh, also, everyone's speculating this week about a relationship between WWE and New Japan, which was hot fire on Twitter. Tony Khan then responded. Tony Khan was cheesy... livid. He was so <laughs> He was gross. so angry. He it was, was so brilliant. Gross. They've yeah. taken my toy away. <laughs> Tony Khan was cheesy. Oh, look, I'm like Mandrake from Dexter's Lab, a delivery style promo. About how it's Mandark, funny. Yo, yeah. Mandrake. Mandark. Mandark. The, 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 oh, no, the, is the, it? The nemesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Mandark. I call him Mandrake. And he responds. <laughs> it's good enough for me. Isn't that a plant in Harry Potter? That's it. Mandrake. Devil's Snare. It's, it's tons a, of it's fun. A, it's, a general, it's a general mythical plant, yeah. isn't it, in British it's history? Like, it's like the, the Medusa of plants. Yeah, it's also a really, really old school name. Like, hello, it's me, Colonel Mandrake. <laughs> Mustard industry or whatever. Anyway, I, dig- I digress. Um, Mandark from Dexter's Lab promo about how it's funny. Oh, you work with New Japan, are you? Not, not the company that's been working for months, like, and that Eugene Gatler on a few weeks ago. I, I, I have fun with her. Can you imagine though if they just if they got that relationship together and it all just stopped on one side and all of a sudden in WWE they all just rock up? Yeah, to- it'd be to- like. Was- it would be good if the other cards started doing promos as well. Tony was rattled, man. Like, he was absolutely right. You could tell he was really, really annoyed. He was trying to be all smug and, like, we're the friends with New Japan, but with his sleeves rolled up to, like, here. Oh, God, that's a bit of a... T- oh. oh, oh my oh. God, Jack. Oh. 
I wasn't expecting that. Are you that. sure you've been doing any work? Have you been just walking around town all day? That's, that's a lot of time. I don't have that much time. It's been very, very warm all week, Sam. Come on now. <laughs> just leaning one arm out the window while you're typing yeah. with the other. Do a switch every hour. Oh, we should never done that. For any audio <laughs> listeners, I just blinded everybody with my very pale upper arms. You look like a drumstick squashy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, dear. You tanned but so you... bad, you're, like, you're going to have conspiracy theories coming out of you at any moment now. <laughs> uh, one thing I was going to say about the ratings thing sorry to go back a story oh, about on. the raw ratings is that I've recently done a script I believe it was I could be wrong but I think it was written by our very own Justin Henry on uh, Saturday night's main event and the story of Saturday night's main event so that'll be in the pipeline at some point in the future very good script but he was mentioning things like and on this day on NBC Saturday night's main event did a paltry 6.3 rating which was terrible for the time but now it's yeah. like yeah it's crazy you would, to see you the would kill for that sort of oh, now. Yeah, like yeah. oh like the the main event andre hogan did just like the biggest rating ever yeah it did it for that time slot apparently yeah, yeah. it did like an 11 point something or something yeah. crazy <laughs> like, yeah. oh no we only did six this week oh like, wow apparently days. apparently like all of america really wanted it was was it the one where andre won the belt from hogan the rematch yeah I feel like it was where andre won the belt he sold it to Ted DiBiase, yeah. but Ted DiBiase's reign is not acknowledged. Well, of course but it's not. Ted DiBiase is now trying to to get it acknowledged. Saw that. Yeah, I saw is that he? yesterday. Yeah, he's you starting a Twitter that. campaign. No, I'm I'm with him because Dolph Ziggler still has a SmackDown yep. title reign that's recognised by WWE. That Vicky Crow just went. Oh, I'm the GM. Here you go, Dolph. And I'm wasn't not... and wasn't his 24 seven title reign acknowledged? And he bought that. Yes, but but so, I'm not. Yeah, definitely on the same levels of prestige. I'm Doesn't not, matter. I'm, still bought a title and was recognised as champion. I don't back it because I feel like President Jack Tunney nullified that reign. Ooh, he was, <laughs> a Canadian. Jack a Canadian. Jack Money on the Table Tunney. Hi, I remember him. <laughs> I love how OSW call him Funny Jack Tunney because he was. <laughs> oh my God, Matthew, have you seen the latest uh, OSW review? Not all of it, because I was too busy uh, <laughs> reflecting for the bit where they mentioned me. Sam, there's a bit in OSW review, right? They've done, yeah. they've done a AW. Which show did they do? The one with the crown explosion at the end. Revolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's the first AW one they've done, so they're like introducing the other hosts to like the roster and stuff. That's good. Like, mm. what did you think of uh, Evil Uno? Oh, the fella in the gym mask. <laughs> and then one of them, one of them says, "I saw him, and I thought this lad's got to be a friend of Matthews." <laughs> <laughs> And in his any message, yeah, he literally did tweet us. He tweeted us going, do you know this guy? And are you friends with him? I said, yes and yes. He goes, oh, of course you are. The rest was just set up. It was that just... one, two, like Floyd Mayweather. Whatever. And then a friend of Matthew's has become some sort of, like, euphemism. A friend of Matthew's. Yeah, he's like a friend, friend of, of Dorothy Matthews. back in the yeah. day. Oh, oh, you see that rest over there? I'm not saying he's a bit, you know, but he's a friend of Matthew's. He's a friend of Matthew's. He's a friend of Matthew's. Oh, dear. Not anymore after that. But anyway, yeah. so that was the long, productive news bit. Don't worry, it's all happiness from now on. Looks at the new, looks at Southampton sort of wrestling. Oh wait, no, no, it isn't. I lied. <laughs> but stick around anyway. Why don't you? Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, now let's have a look back on the Hall of Fame, everyone's favourite segment. In condescending order from last week, we don't have the percentages. Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, the yeah, the Patreon just wasn't showing us the percentages this time. It was too so embarrassing. They're, they're all in zero. They were they're all zero percent. But don't worry. There was five votes. No, uh, no, there was there was there was almost two hundred votes. It was quite heavy, but it's just oh, oh, the, oh, okay. oh I, I know. Oh, oh, but oh, oh. sorry, I don't want to joke about that. The bar, the bars were there. 
But the, the numbers weren't. Yeah. All right, well, uh, th- this much <laughs> for the, the concept of the shacket. Yeah, the, the shirt and jacket. Through. Ross's shacket, yeah. yeah. Ross has um, got himself some new clothes recently, and they're, they're, he's looking sharp, I've got to say. Yeah. And not sharp enough for when this second place, Tom Phillips. Was that me? Oh, that was you. Wow, got Tom Phillips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must have been something good that day. Uh, and first place, Kevin Clark from School of Rock, who won Freddie with Jones. That, that much. Two, two yeah. hands, that one. Yes, uh, RIP Kevin R. I. Clark. Honourable pick there. That's absolutely fair enough. So, Jack, I believe that was yours. You look like you attended the School of Rock. But a 2 1 there, so. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, what is your pick for Hall of Fame this week? Uh, this week, I'm going to nominate. When often in this job, people will ask, like, who are your favorite YouTubers, right? And when you and they expect you to say other wrestling YouTubers, right? But because we do so much wrestling stuff, I suspect that generally our favorite YouTubers are not wrestling YouTubers, they're other things. Um, and one of my favorites is who I'm going to nominate this week. No, it's not summoning salt, Matthew. Oh, but I know you enjoy, I know you like your video this week. I was, yeah. oh, go on then. Sorry, <clears throat> no, it's um, it's Dr. Benji FM who is. Like, I think probably like the center of the football manager YouTube community. Mm. He's very funny, very dry English humor, plays football manager, gets across how unfair and frustrating the game is very well, and does what we all enjoy in football manager, which is create stories. Like, you'll play a save for so long that new players start getting invent like regenerated, and he gives them little character traits and stuff. It's very, very good. It heavily inspired mine and Owen's Twitch series as well. And he is currently, the reason that I'm nominating him, he is currently approaching the 100,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. So best of luck to him. And he was on Desert Island Graps, an episode which Tom very kindly let me present. Don't just go, yeah, right, okay, fine. Because, (laughs) no, he's a wrestling fan, Matthew, come on. Um, And, no, I'm not just giving him a plug. I'm not saying anything. The episode went out out on Sam's birthday, it turns out. It was a little while ago now. Um, But... Yeah, he's a very entertaining guy. Check him out. And also, he's a huge fan of Adam Pacitti. And Pacitti wants just, like, nothing to do with him. <laughs> like, like, I've mentioned him to Pacitti before on a stream or something. Like, he's, like, popped up in the chat. And I've gone, oh, there's Dr. Benji. And Pacitti's gone, like, I don't care who that is. I don't care. Football manager. And I'm like, all right, he's a big fan of yours, mate. Um, and essentially, I thought it would be a nice consolation if I nominated him for the Hall of Fame. So Pacitti will never acknowledge him. But at least I've nominated him for the Hall of Fame instead. So there we go. If you like Football Manager, check out Dr. Benji FM, everybody. Thank you, Jack. What a nice That's all right, pick mate. there. Yeah. I'll I'll go with mine because it's there's two bits because I have to put this in apparently because I stream something on my own Twitch on Sunday, so I know it's nothing to do with Cultaholics. That's why I'm being nice about this. But it's worth mentioning because they keep on bothering me to mention it. We were talking one time about. Um, like jobs have had and the first jobs and whatever and when you started and all this because reading the Young Bucks book and it came up with uh, it's, all, it's all these cool people on the Twitch thing that we all speak to I think who watch all our different streams like guys like Vile and JSilv114 but Long Live Lenin is a lad from Bishop Auckland and he insists I put this in because it turned out that uh, I worked with his dad okay um, <laughs> at Smurfit in Bishop Auckland and it became this amazing moment it was like wait 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 where did, where did you your dad works there when did your dad work there I'm like oh my god I know your dad it was this amazing pivotal moment, like, oh wow, this is so cool. Then the rest of the chat said, Oh, what is it? Does your dad 
Does his dad? Does he ever get over the fact that you don't call him back now, Matthew? I'm like, no, 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 stop that. So I have to mention that. I think it's a bit weird to put like something that's on my own thing and that is really the cultaholic thing in the Hall of Fame. So I'll just put it in passing for this Hall of Fame segment and hopefully that'll be enough. The real Hall of Fame bit. There we go. Hang on. You cannot well, sneer. You cannot sneer at my Hall of Fame choice and then do exactly the same thing. I'm Come trying on. to keep people happy, Jack. Okay, fair enough. I'm fair spinning enough. plates. <laughs> uh, so that, that brief mention will be all right. For the what am I going to put in? You can put that if you Braun want. Braun Strowman oh, as no. a train. Benji's not winning. Benji's not winning this Hall of Fame. Sometimes in wrestling you see something the first time and you go, "That's the stupidest, stupid thing that this company's done this week." Look, have you even got the found effect? That that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then five weeks later, like, oh, hope he, hope he does the train bit. I hope he does the train. I love the train bit. <laughs> Which I imagine is how the people's elbow started off. But the oh, yeah. Scott, <laughs> look, Scotty too what he's doing it. He's doing that thing that he in the dance floor where he does that and then he goes woo woo woo. That'll never work. That's ridiculous. So I like the I like the spot on its own, but I didn't you talk about the sound effect as well. No, no the whole thing. Oh no. That's that's the what whole, makes the it. whole that's production. The garnish. Not the sound effect as well, Matthew. Chuka 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 chuka. Yeah. And Michael Cole Staff used to announcement. That real real trains British train station audio. And then Michael Cole used to say something quite contrived, which was like, "Get off the tracks when the meat trains coming. The pain train. There was get off the meat train. Get off the get off the meat tracks when the pain train." <laughs> make sure you stood behind the yellow line as the yeah, meat train like, approaches upon the platform. Oh, you might get like, sucked off. Get off the... Uh, is that a Peter K? A it is a Peter, Peter K, K thing, yes. Get off the meat Sorry. tracks when the meat train pain is coming. Meat. It was something like that. <laughs> no, Braun Strowman called himself like a meat castle or something, didn't he? Once? <laughs> it's a meat castle, but it's on wheels and tracks. Yeah, it was... I can't remember what it Just was exactly. Metaphors like, everywhere. Cole had a big slogan that he'd say when Strowman did, did the thing. And then I, oh, I guess our Dan Verk would just replace it by going, whoa, which was great for a few weeks. Poor Adam. Yeah. Whoa, the meat castle on train tracks is hidden and you better get out. The-. By the time he's finished the metaphor, he's in the ring getting the pin. <laughs> <laughs> so Braun Strowman, human train. Well, Leave the memories alone. I think ours are quite thematically linked, unfortunately. Um, because my Hall of Fame pick is really good at martial arts, has some in-ring experience, some pretty solid, you know. Um, he's just he's just hard as f, and he's he's absolutely impossible to pin down. And his name is Alistair Jack. He's got a ridiculous accent. Wait, no, 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 <laughs> was it Taekwondo or BJJ? What was it you did? What did I do when I was a kid? Yeah. I did jiu-jitsu when I was a kid. And we know you did some stuff in and around a ring at the last place. Huh? Like when you were, you know, involved with the promotion and that. Oh, yeah, you, you've been you, speared you, before. We're going oh, for Alistair Jack here with the yeah, accent done, and everything. Oh, yeah, I've done wrestling before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Start. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's. I, I couldn't, so I couldn't resist a, putting that in. This is a hybrid so. of me and Alistair Black, then, is it, or is it just me doing his voice? It's you doing his voice while throwing some of his kicks, but you haven't actually dressed yeah. up in a gimmick or anything. You're just wearing okay. whatever you're wearing that day. Yeah. Sometimes you fight crimes when you yeah. get released, but yeah. you know that's all a phase to come. Yet you're gonna get like your own van, and it's gonna be a whole thing. 
I feel like whenever whenever you're on Sam on the podcast, you and Matthew, there's just an immediate bond because you're in quite a lot of the same stuff. And often I become it's like me at What Culture, like two two years ago, like five years ago, like I'm like the but like I, look, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I had no idea what to put in the Hall of Fame. No, yeah, that accent, yeah, and I was like, that, "That's it. That's it's it." That's okay, well, I'll accept that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just because Matthew, there for anyone just listening, is throwing shapes with Puppet Jack and just loving it. He's dying honestly. Laughing. You should. You should get Puppet Jack a whole Alistair Black get up. <laughs> the Puppet Jack guy from Vegas. I wish that we were in touch with him. So did he? Never, did he never provide any sort of contact info? Oh, I feel like he we tweeted feel, at me, but then I forgot it. I feel like we. I feel like we. Um, oh. I feel like we oh. reference Puppet Jack enough, but we never reference the creator. Of, what with that? From that? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I yeah. didn't say I was a, a sophisticated human being. <laughs> okay. Well, if he's ever booked for North, maybe we can make that come true in the future. Alistair <laughs> Just being him. Throwing a roundhouse kick. Oh, didn't knock on me door and recording. Or like, because I'm not the most oh. flexible, so we both try and sit cross-legged, but it, mine's not quite. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah you're kind of like an Orange Cassidy edition of Alistair Black. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Or like his um, Mizdal. Yeah. 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 You go over, Those... of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the three picks for this week. Oh, it's anyone's race, to be honest with you. Uh, Dr. Benji FM. Dr. Benji FM. Yes. Very good YouTuber, if you like uh, Champman, football Football manager. manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. My pick was Braun Strowman, Human Train. And Sam has picked Alistair Jack. Yes. Yes, yes. And people are going to not listen to this podcast and go, (laughs) have they really misspelled Alistair Black? Oh, well, I'm such a big fan of it. I'll click in because I love his kicks. And then Jack's going to be fuming next week. I'm going to just send these now, right now, to... Uh, I don't know who, who normally put, uploads these onto the Patreon. Who is that? Is it Adam? Is it Ross? Good question. I'll put it's it... Not me. Andrew. Andrew seems to do a lot of work around there. Does he? Andrew's suspended at the minute, so... Yeah, come oh, on. Oh, no, yeah. then no one's going to do it. Pop it in the chat and we'll sort it out. Okay, next week's winner might be Tom Phillips. Then. Uh, but yeah, those those three picks are yours and yours alone to vote for by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. So what, do you want to, sorry, just, just to cut off the end of the, do you want to be Braun Strowman, comma, human train? Uh, colon, <laughs> human train. Braun Strowman, colon, human train. <laughs> You know what can you put call on the is word a, colon. is a train. Braun Strowman is a train. Yeah. Braun Strowman colon is a train. <laughs> That's what you want. It's nonsensical, but I can do it. Oh. It's like a script rundown. <laughs> Braun Strowman is what we're doing today. Oh, I'm a train. Alright, gotcha. Do you want it to be Braun Strowman is colon a train or Braun Strowman colon is a train? Oh, you've taught me into it now, yeah. Put Braun Strowman is a train. Which which where's the colon? Uh, at the end. <laughs> Braun Strowman is a train colon. Colon! The colon makes it ambiguous. <laughs> I'll hope to leave this in. I've had to now clarify to Pacini that the colon is deliberately at the end. Of that, <laughs> that says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling.
This week in wrestling. It's a long one this week. Smackdown. Roman questions the Usos backstage ahead of their match against the Street Profits. Jimmy says the end goal is to win gold. And Roman wishes him good luck. Jimmy leaves and Roman tells Jay he's going to need it. Jay pledges his allegiance to Roman and sadly leaves. In the ring, the Street Profits mock Jimmy and Jay. Usos enter and reiterate how great they are, saying this isn't a dream match for the Prophets, it's a nightmare. They also mention the Mario Brothers a lot, I don't know why. They have a very intense back and forth match, goes on for about 20 minutes, which the Usos eventually win. And this took up a big chunk of SmackDown. They made this feel like a big deal, that the Usos ah. were finally back, but Street Profits mm-hmm. show, no, 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 this isn't just going to be a little match and you win and that's it. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a proper fight. And they did a very good job of it. Yes, yeah, same, I agree. Now, I've got to ask Sam, I know yeah. you didn't watch much wrestling this week, but did you watch SmackDown as the SmackDown man? Uh, I've caught a little bit of SmackDown this week. Okay. I still need to watch it before tonight's show. I've got to, I'm going to sit back and watch it in full. But I'm, I'm just kind of excited to see where we're going to progress to after this next step. So Jimmy's back now. You know, what comes next? Because this is the point where we reach a bit of a bottleneck in terms of options. I, I, you know, we're going to have to eventually add, I feel, somebody else to Roman's stable. Um, but Ooh. yeah, I, I think it makes sense for them to end up with the gold and, you know, to, to be just dominating the entire SmackDown side of things. But Roman doesn't, this is the weird part because I thought the same as you, but then this week Roman's made it really clear that he doesn't want them to win the gold. He keeps saying stuff. We'll see later on in a segment in a bit, but he keeps saying yeah. to Jay, like, we're the real team, me and you, not you and Jimmy. And I it's think- like, oh, is he going to be annoyed if they win the gold? Maybe because if if they win the gold, what that means is that Roman's no longer the sole champion, the sole provider in the family. Roman's mm-hmm. whole shtick is that he is the one with the big belt, even though he's kind of probably overthinking it because I, I, uh, I'm i just going to go out on a limb here. I'm thinking the universal champion probably makes a bit more than the tag champs. But, you know, it, it still it takes away a little bit of that power from Roman if Roman is really all about making as much money possible for his family. Yeah. Plus, he's been with Jay for longer. Jimmy hasn't quite fully, I don't feel, proven his loyalty to him in that way, you know. But I think when it gets to that point, it'll all end up building and we'll have everybody on the same side. I'll tell you what, that is a great character breakdown of... Roman Reigns and the relationships in the. I was really no, I really like that. You can tell you can tell that you're the SmackDown person there. Yeah, man, I love SmackDown. Yeah. Absolutely love it. We all we all love SmackDown. Watching the Sopranos has really got us ready for this storyline. <laughs> Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan uh, challenge for the women's tag titles, but Natalia and Tamina retain. Yeah. Good yeah, there's no. I mean, Sam, yeah. Sam, please, because we have a breakdown on this one because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, okay, so uh, the SmackDown, Natalia, SmackDown Women's Tag Division is a mystery to me. It's, I mean, the SmackDown Tag Division in general was was an absolute cluster. Uh, I mean, you had you know Street Profits and, and and Ray and Dominic getting more featured time than the actual tag champs not too long ago, and now it, it you know it, it's just been a mess. But the one thing here, I mean, obviously Ruby Riot in this situation, it, it, it's just horrible. Um, but when you you kind of look at it. From that standpoint, the, the SmackDown Women's Tag Division is building kind of slowly, but Natalia and Tamina, I feel, and I don't know why, it, it's just, I think it could work, provided they they just double down on it. They've got to keep doubling down on the fact that these are the daughters of legends because that's the route they went. It was, you know, our dads are WWE Hall of Famers. We're from, you know, these huge wrestling families, X, Y, Z. They need to just keep backing that up uh, and, and and maybe finally give us a reason to actually properly care about these titles because it's a good sort of little run here for Natalia and Tamina if they can angle it properly. 
and they can really frame it up right. But at the same time, you've got two people who've been around for quite some time that they, they've proven they haven't really done much with them. But in terms of the character goals and what they want, I feel like they're more on the same page than any other team in the division right now, maybe. But what I was, but and it sounds weird to say, but just this past week, you've yeah. actually got rid of. To, it's it might seem like there's more teams than there actually is because you've got rid yep. of Ruby Riot, they're gone. You've also got rid of Lana, Lana and Naomi mm-hmm. are gone. So what? Gone is it? Gone as a team. Naomi's still there, obviously, but yeah, they need to somehow get more teams or just move the whole tag division to Raw because I don't yeah, really or just or just don't don't have women's tag titles or tag titles in general if you're just gonna not really lean toward it the, the <laughs> whole thing weird, is you know it? you've got a multi-brand set of belts here realistically you could have natty and tamina going to nxt doing all sorts of different they things. should yeah yeah and it, that it's it's one good way to you know i mean could you imagine if somebody in nxt like a, a new team in nxt beats them it immediately makes them they've just beaten you know a yeah. heart and, and a snooker like it, it's it's i don't know they they need to the work something out with it because i i do feel like it is a a ticket to to actually caring about these characters and and their development but it just hasn't quite hit fully yet mm. when they initially were doing it and natty was kind of running her mouth a bit more i was like okay this works this is quite good when she's out on the outside of the ring but since getting them it's just been a bit you know natalia, natalia better on the outside of the ring is what you're saying um thanks for <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> Bailey's on commentary for a non-title match between Banker Belair and Carmella. Belair wins. Michael Cole calls her Balanka. So oh, Bailey did he? Ah, yeah, he yelled. It's awesome. So Bailey stands on the arms table and cackles at her. Meh, 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 meh. Bailey's still good. Yeah, yeah. Bailey's great. Yeah. Seth Rollins calls out Cesaro, but he's only kidding. Cesaro isn't here after the beatdown from Seth last week. Seth says he's obtained audio from Cesaro's hospital room, which he plays. I skipped this. It's a man moaning in pain. And, oh boy, it's very funny, it says here. Rollins <laughs> sings happy birthday to himself and leaves. When I wrote that sentence, I was like, this sounds like a surreal... Then <laughs> like, he sings happy birthday to himself and leaves. <laughs> did he do it while the audio was playing of the man in pain? That would have been good. No, he did it after. Oh. It was a man in pain and like a heart monitor as if it was audio obtained from his hospital ward. But it just wasn't that or funny. Or Taz. Or Taz, yeah, true. But I, it just wasn't... I, it was I very... Can't... It was very... It was like a raw angle in the middle of SmackDown. It was weird. Yeah. I can't quite believe this is still sort of going on. It, it all started a bit of a while ago. And I is thought this we would have kind of been, Yeah, I thought we would have mm. kind of been through it by now. But, you know, I, I, I guess until Cesaro works out that he can swing somebody at the post, you know, Rollins is probably going to be uh, around yeah. him. But, you know, it's all a good thing in, in the sense that Cesaro is getting featured time with a main player that, you know, Vince is definitely behind and, you know, it's Seth Rollins. He's a big deal and we want Cesaro to be bigger. It makes sense for this story to just kind of keep going. I think Cesaro should have, um, he should play, he should, while he's taking this time off to recover, he should boot up his N64 and play some Super, and play some Mario 64 and just do what Mario does to Bowser and swing yeah. him around and then into the Tron just if let he lets go. go at the yeah. right time. And then it, he'll, <laughs> Rollins will hit it and go, wow, and then fly back. And he does it two more times, and then he gets a start. As he's making his entrance, he's just got these little kind of mats, these plastic mats with targets on them and different points. Wait, what? It's just like a driving range. 
Oh, start right. Throwing Rollins. I thought it was a Mario level you were describing there. No, no. Okay, fair enough. No, no, Sam isn't a nerd. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. I'm not I'm not some loser that plays Mario. No siree. <laughs> Mario 64. What it what a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So long, dear Rollins. Yeah, yeah. What, said. what does he actually uh, say there? So it's long. Supposed to be so long, a dear partner or something. Bowser. You, you have to so, certain amount of compression. You put these N sixty four games like so. You know like, when it he, sounds like something else. He goes, it's not. You know when you start a level and he goes, let's go. Mm-hmm. I used to think that was let's pickle, which makes no sense, but it sounds like he's saying let's, let's pickle. pickle. Yeah, let's pickle. Yeah. yeah, Mario's famous expression: it's pickle time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pickle Mario. <laughs> Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens faces Apollo Crews and hits him with a stunner. But Commander Aziz hits him with a Nigerian nail for the DQ. Pierce later gives Owens an icy title shot next week without Aziz at ringside. Also of note, Pat McAfee said, oh no, Owens got hit right in the cervix. <laughs> All right, Pat. <clears throat> does he know? Does he know? It's, does he mean coccyx? Did he mean like lower back maybe? Oh, it's the throat, so I assume something ending with an X, so the larynx. Thorax? Throat, throat, throat. Is that a... Um, again, thor- is, look, is it, a thorax, whatever it was, it, it wasn't the thyroid in your neck. Is a thorax a thing? Or have I, that sounds a thorax like a vi- is like sounds something like a, off an insect, ma- right? Sounds like a Mario yeah. villain. Thorax. That's or a insect. Power Rangers villain. Or yeah. like a, a rubbish robot in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, well, we've already got Cyrax. We may as well. Cyrax, that's oh. what I was thinking of. I used to like Cyrax. Was he the yellow <laughs> one? He was a great lad. I liked him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. I'm assuming that Owens isn't going to win because Apollo's storyline's still going on. Surely, I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, there's going to be some shenanigans. We've we've seen that Apollo is capable of a lot without Commander Aziz, and it's not quite gotten to the point yet where Apollo has gotten lazy in his heelishness. He's still quite hungry. He's still a fighting champion. Yeah, Aziz is just there to help out. Now, if Aziz is gone, it doesn't matter because without Aziz, he still dropped. You know. Nine thousand pounds of stairs on Big E. Are you like gonna, he's still are you capable saying that Aziz of being is redundant in this storyline. I'm not saying Aziz is redundant in the storyline. All I'm saying is that that he's yet to fully realize his role as Apollo's yeah. lackey okay. because that's what's going to happen, isn't it? He's going to eventually Apollo's going to just keep putting Aziz in front of himself. But right now, it's still quite a fresh relationship, isn't it? So I yeah. can see Apollo still busting out something horrible. All of his own volition, like he did with the stairs in Big E. Fair enough. Because Aziz isn't at ringside, so yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it makes sense. Or Aziz runs in anyway while the ref's down and hits the Nigeria nail and we get <laughs> a repeat the week after. That'll be more WWE. Of Six them and two threes, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I like that Apollo Cruiser stuff to begin with, but now it's just, oh, you are just generic as hell. Sorry. In the ring, you're great, yeah. but this character's just, I'm evil and not from here. I'm like, all right. I'm evil. Nah. That was from Max and Paddy's Road of Nowhere. That reference from me there. A show which is not which is not aged terribly <laughs> no, well. No, no, I never thought it was much good to begin with, to be honest with you. It was a huge not drop in terms quality of, from not in terms of, Not in yeah. terms of quality, in terms of um, the acceptable nature of the jokes. It's quite bad. It's oh. actually quite bad. It's been a while since I've seen it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I watched it back. I was like, wow. Like, there's some water that's been bottled in the mountains of Afghanistan, and they say some inappropriate things because of that. Oh, it, was the early, it was the early 2000s. It was. Let's move <coughs> on. Backstage, Jimmy Uso asks Alan Pierce for a tag title show, which he grants them. Roman calls Jay to see him and asks why he's so content with curtain jerking. 
as soon as Jimmy's back on the roster. Does he want to go back to days where people ask which one he is? It's more just like recapping Emmerdale I mean, at this point. It's, like, yeah, it's this was a nice, segment that happened. It was fun. It's a nice callback, though, that. Yeah. That's a really nice callback to, to Jimmy's passionate promo against yeah. Roman uh, initially. And, you know, you can still see Jimmy is... is uh, no, sorry, Jimmy. Uh, Jay is heavily conflicted. But it's it's always like he's never, you know, willingly there with Roman. He always looks like he's looking off to the side with a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Just realised though, it's it's a year since Roman did all this stuff, isn't it? Oh, because is he it? To Hell in the Cell. That was the. Oh no, but oh. Hell in a Cell was later on in the year. Uh, oh, oh no, because SummerSlam he returned. They've moved Hell in a Cell earlier. I think he re- did he return at the end of SummerSlam. Was it at and the end of SummerSlam? Because I was the one you won't see it coming, and then Roman returns like, oh. When he was with, when he wasn't fully a heel yet, but he was with Heyman, everyone was like, "Hang on, this is a bit yeah. weird." Yeah, okay. and they kept on doing it. The initial Roman heel thing for a few weeks, where he showed up at team up with, "Yay, you're back!" Oops. And then he'd come <laughs> back at the very, very end of the match, do one move and pin. It's yeah. awesome. Ah, oh, good times. Uh, Nakamura beats Chad Gable. Baron Corbin interrupts the celebration from the ramp, but he's attacked by Rick Boogs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I like Rick Boogs. Come on. I think he's he's got charisma for days. I, I think, you know, this is just a bit of a stopgap on whatever is next for him. But it's just I a, think it, it's a good way to introduce him to the audience and, and get him over as Rick Boogs. He's a hard character to determine if you're not kind of, you know, well-versed with how cheesy wrestling can sometimes be and how over the top it can sometimes be. He fits perfectly into that. So yeah, I think it, it does work as kind of this jumping on point main roster-wise for him. Uh, I, I just was sad by this segment that, not because Rick Boogs is featured, which is a great thing, but that yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura and Chad Gable are just having a nothing match to get someone else over on, on a weekly show. Like, they should be two of the biggest, they're, they're two of the best wrestlers in the company, and it's just like, that's very sad. Well, evidently, the company feels a different way. Oh, sorry, Sam, you go first. Well, evidently, the company feels a different way, is all I said there. Yeah. For yeah. some strange reason. Uh, the Dirty Dogs attack Ray backstage and the attack title rematch. Dominic faces them Dominic on his own guys. and wins after Ray shows up for a distraction. The Usos show up for a stare down with the champs to end the show. I didn't like this segment, Matthew. Did I did not. I didn't like this segment. No, this, I, I, thought, I thought this SmackDown was slightly, slightly below par. It wasn't like a terrible SmackDown or anything. It was just slightly down there for me because this main bit, right, I just thought it was a bit of a rehash of what happened at the pay-per-view, but with Ray and Dominic's roles swapped around. Where it's like, now Dominic's the one who has to do it on his own. Oh, here comes Ray. You know what I mean? It was just, it wasn't that inspiring to me. It's almost like Dominic has to prove himself by being able to do what his dad can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I I get it. And I get it from that kind of storytelling perspective. But at the same time, there's better ways to do this stuff. And, Mm. you know, it could have been handled a little bit better. Oh, fine. I liked it. Oh, fair uh, enough. Dom, Dom (laughs) Dom right now is like, oh, he's, he's Ray's kid who Ray saves every week. So I was like, yeah. It's like Tails when he got his own game for the Game Gear. That's right. Yeah. I don't need no Sonic. Dominic's I'm going to find like a Tails. Chaos Emerald by myself. <laughs> like, whoa, you don't get Chaos Emerald. You can find like a bag of money or something. Come on, man. <laughs> that was SmackDown. I liked it. AW Friday Night Dynamite. Friday yes, Night that's Dynamite. Right. Friday Night Dynamite. Right. Now we get to the stage of the podcast where me and Matthew describe to Sam what has happened on the shows. Yeah, yeah well, this won't be I've, brief I've because. Not, uh, I've not caught. Far too much of uh, That's all right. dynamite this week. Oh, wait, well, it was your. Just it the... was, in, in fairness, Matthew, it was his birthday weekend. So yeah, I was. I was pretty blitzed. So oh sweet, <laughs> I thought it was this weekend. No, no, last weekend. Oh yeah, oh, okay. 
I need to sort drinks yet, but it'll either be this weekend or next weekend. Oh, I'll, that's, I'll oh okay, you because I was like, oh, it's all because I thought we were going to go. I've not done anything yet. Matthew eats and Manjaro's again by himself while the salmon jacket blitz. Oh, you Manjaro's. went to Manjaro's. Yeah. That was you the remember, place. You remember the name of it there. That what was... happened was, when you consciously tried to remember the name of it before, you couldn't do it. But there, you subconsciously just said it. So, yeah. Manjaro's so is the nice. same sad feeling of being of missing out. It used, be, be, it used to be called Kilimanjaro's, and it was in Middlesbrough, and it was insanely Manjaro's mental. Is nice. It was like a fiver, and you'd get like a mountain of meat just It's still pretty them. well. It was like unreal. It's still pretty well priced. It's still pretty good. It's good, Manjaro's. Good. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit, it's a, it's a bit heavy though. You you know yeah, you've had a dense. Manjaro. You know you've had. Oh, a I'm still feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> creamy, very creamy cream. Mm. What yeah. am I talking about? <laughs> 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 no, that is going to come back to haunt you. No, like the sauce creamy. is creamy. Like the sauce of the Manjaro's is very. Oh, it's creamy. It's almost like a curry sauce. It's like mm. you're possessed by the spirit of Pachiti. <laughs> using his Freemasonry powers. Oh my <laughs> god! Jack say something. So, Sam, apparently it was you who planted this idea in Pachita's head. Yes. To join the yeah. I All I said to him was, you know, like, you've got a lot of stuff that needs doing in your house. Join the Freemasons. Just join the Masons, mate. If you, you know, you scratch that guy's back, he might be a plumber, might do all your all your plumbing for you if you do yeah. a wrestling video. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Society's a give and take. Everyone needs a wrestling video. Everyone needs plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, get, you know, everything's crazy handshakes and stuff. Now. People at Things are bad right now for people with the uh, COVID and everything. You know, the one de- dependable business that needs your money. Yeah, try and, try and get even less money. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're yeah. Sw- he'd, he'd swap it for, you know, a wrestling video and it'd be fine. It's just, it'd be a, an agreed upon deal, you know. Wait, and he heard this and went, all right, cool, I'll do it. I, I, I like <laughs> I to think that he wasn't well actually done, planning Sam. on, I don't know. Matthew, did you know that the comments on that segment where me, you and Pachiti talked about joining the Freemasons was like, all the comments on that video were like, love the Freemasonry bit, lads. That Freemasonry bit should be up for a comedy award or something. Oh. <laughs> and it was me. That's, that's, that's right, yes. And yes. it was me very honestly talking about my dad being a Freemason. <laughs> <laughs> but I was laughing at it as well. I wasn't I wasn't being too serious about it. I thought me. you were going to go the other way. I thought you were going to be like, no, don't join the Freemasons. They're evil. And it went all conspiracy, like, you know, and, and you know, Da Vinci Code. No, he just stopped going because of the, because they asked for, because they wanted quite a lot of money. And he just had my brother. And he was like, I've got yeah. two kids now. I can't really justify this. So, yeah. So, yeah. I love it. Worshipping the god Yabalon just to get a discount off your plumbing. <laughs> Oh, great. Hey, there's a big cool chessboard and loads of orbs and stuff as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've, I've been, I've, I've, whoa, I've whoa, seen, whoa, whoa. I, I was yeah. shown around. Know this, Sam? Huh? Wait, you've been? I've, I've been shown around a temple before you. Have you? I was working on a film and um, we film? were shooting at the location and one of the, one of the actual masons was like, do you want to have a, do you want to have a quick look around? I'll show you the temple. And it was like, Yeah. And we got to see all sorts of really cool stuff. Nice. But it's nothing you can't see out there if you if you Google it. Like we didn't see any like ceremonies or anything. We just saw like the room and, and it was all explained to us. And it was like, whoa, well, this like, is crazy. Well, there are loads of right angles everywhere. I feel yeah. like they love it, squares and triangles. It was all squares, triangles, orbs, plinths. Uh, there were yeah. like stained glass with, I couldn't even make out who was on the stained glass. There was just, oh. it, it was like, 
just loads of different symbology everywhere Ooh. but it was it was really surreal like to the point where i was like this is like secret society stuff and it, there's just this nice old guy going well if you ever want to join just come down and, <laughs> apparently, and like, these people aren't as evil as hollywood's made them out to be <laughs> apparent apparently they're the lodges are quite inconspicuous from the outside so like yeah i, I had a google right there's one in biker and yeah. there's one in like uh, the one I went to was on the west end of town. Yeah, but apparent, yeah. I've never known that there was the one in Biker. Right, is right near where we used to live. Yeah, and I, I would never ever noticed it. They just ever. look like church halls. That's what? it. What? They're like tiny. What? Yeah, but you get Crazy. in them and it's like. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I've totally sidetracked. Sorry. No, that's love. cool. It's it's to bring it back and make myself feel foolish when we went to Dial America the first time. Masons. The Washington DC and saw this the giant, very tall buildings that they have over there in comparison to us and our mm. tiny, teeny tiny little buildings. Uh, my friends say, Oh yeah, it's all from the, the Masons masonry buildings that came over here and I went, Wow, the Freemasons did that. Oh, it means <laughs> the actual Turns Masons. out the big difference between the two. I'm like, oh so for for a while I thought like Freemasons built half America, the secret Yavalon building powers. <laughs> the name no, does no, come no, from the original Freemasons were builders though it does stem from masonry that's why the name's that basically yeah, yeah that makes see thank you like the stone cutter but yeah yeah but to me that's like you know you can go to a solicitors but you can get arrested for soliciting <laughs> <laughs> very close together but very different yeah. anyway speaking of very close together very different aw dynamite the day mm. before double or nothing Darby Allen opens the show, beating Cesaro Bononi. I put, I put Cesaro Bononi in the nose. That. That's, my, that's my fault. Pause, man. Hang on, do I say it? He and Sting call out Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, saying they don't want to wait until double or nothing. Sky and Page refuse, but it's all a distraction as Bononi's staple mates attack Darby. Sky and Page join the beatdown, but the Dark Order run out to chase them off. And then Sting does the thing where he wears a Sting mask to reveal Sting. Wait, was that not later on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Spoilers. <laughs> Sting was Sting all along. Uh, Paul White is here to oversee the weigh-in for Cody versus a go-go. He mocks a go-go for arriving with an entourage. Cody then enters with everybody he's ever met in his life. Yeah. Yes, all his Facebook friends were there for this. Yeah, well, yeah, because the reason I put that in is because Paul White's like, you think you're a tough guy, go-go, with your three friends? And then it's like, adrenaline! And just this procession of people just all come out. And I'm like... Look, right, Cody. All I'm going to say is, was was Big Paul White ever a subway spokesman? No. Exactly. No. Anthony Agogo was. Yeah. So stick it up your oh, ass. Oh, that's Paul. was he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was like some weird Jared joke. During uh, uh, the Olympics, the, the London it? London yeah. Olympics. Yeah, he had like he was all over subway adverts. Oh no! Oh no! Sounds been taken out. Oh, he's back! I'm back! I'm back! You all froze to me there, actually. So oh. the other way round, actually. Fair oh, enough. that's right. Yeah, me, me and Jack actually went at the same time. You're right. We should probably blame you. Feel better. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people involved in this episode of Dynamite in very uh, background roles. So I think if there are anybody uh, in any people listening to this, I want to big up their CV and they work in the wrestling business or they're an actor. I think you can get away of going to imdb.com and putting I was a background member on an episode of this Dynamite. Mm. I was like one of the Dark Order, one of Bononi's crew, one of Agogo's lads, one of uh, Rhodes' Facebook friends list that came out. And people would go, yeah, fair enough. There's more, people, I, more people in the ring than there were in the crowds today. So. If you got away with that, though, you could maybe try taking it a bit bigger. Like, I, oh, I'm, I was actually Kane. Or I'm actually Rey Mysterio. 
Even though he's been well, unmasked, you know, you could just still just try and get away with it. That happened with uh, Kobel Kushner when he announced he died. And he went, I'm not dead. And <laughs> then we have to come and apologize because there'd been a wrestler who had claimed until his dying day that he <laughs> was the original Leatherface and he wasn't. Oh. Somebody died. He went, oh, yeah, I played Leatherface. So said the guy who played Leatherface is dead. He went, oh, no, Kobel Kushner. He went, what? No. <laughs> he woke up and went, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Paul White. Yeah, yeah, so Ogogo weighs in at one pound heavier than Cody. And Ogogo gets the mic and goes, Pound sterling, but that's currency. No, no, it doesn't. Um, QT says <laughs> it's a crucial advantage. He shouts at the crowd for booing this weekend's winner. Ogogo and Co. Ogogo and Co. are essentially bullied out the ring by Cody's group. Yeah. Cody thanks the crowd for coming and says he hopes they enjoy the show as awkward fireworks go off in the background uh, because something else was happening. At, this, we, at the same area, it had nothing to do with oh, it was Memorial Weekend, I guess. So yeah, weird segment that it was. I don't know why QT has gone from the serious Cody dude who's feuding with him to a complete idiot. <laughs> How so? He went, aha! He weighs a pound heavier. That means yeah. he's going to win. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? You were serious yeah. like two weeks ago, you, mate. What, you what, run what, a training what? school, and that's that's your train of thought. And he also he was a threat two weeks. <laughs> he was pile driving Dustin Rhodes on steps. And now he's yeah. going... Uh-huh, steps. Yeah, right. They're a band from Ogogo's place, so that means he's winning. <laughs> one of them's... Oh, I feel bad for one of Steps, because he's called Ian H. Watkins. Oh, uh, I yeah, know. I know. Imagine yeah. having an H in your name. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and also the other highlight of this was Big Show taking forever to, wait, to use the scales and stuff, uh, to the point where Jim Ross was mocking him for being slow and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so... Big Show having issues with his weight. Must be OVW. Ooh, hang on. I thought that would get a way as better in, response. With the, as in the scales, his weight. Or his yeah, weight. yeah, sure. Right, got you. Yeah. And it's another swing and a miss. The award-winning chemistry <laughs> no, only no, here. No, 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 no. Don't, no, it was good. It, no, was it good. sucked, I'm sorry. No, it was good. Uh, Hangman Page faces Joey Janela and wins despite being busted open by Joey. It's not like him. <laughs> Taz cuts a promo from from commentary, say, but Hangman cuts him off and says he knows what's going on here. And sure enough, Hangman Page, smartest man in AEW, realizes that Taz is distracting him, like he's done every week. He watches and the show, doesn't fall for it. Yeah, goes yeah. out. Oh, here comes Cage, Hook, and Starks from behind. Hangman asks if Cage needs the help to beat him. Cage says no, and agrees it'll be one on one on Sunday. So Cage isn't liking this whole cheat malarkey. Sting Sting gave him a little taste of what it's like to be independent, and I was like. Mwah. You got a point there, Paul. Yeah, it was just a little warm up, wasn't it, for the match with Cage? Yeah, it's all big one, one big warm up. But the highlight of this match was Taz in the uh, audio bit during the commercials. That I'm still not sure if the commentators are entirely sure that we could hear them. But well, he's one commentator, isn't AW? But <laughs> uh, Taz this week said, uh, "Wow, look at Joe Janelle wearing those green pants underneath his tights. Come on, lads, this isn't the indie scene." <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of venom there from uh, Taz for Joe Jenner. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that so we can write a headline about it. Tony Schiavone is here to hype the AEW title match but he's interrupted and kicked out of the ring by Pac. And Pac, war lad, talks about how he's going to win at double or nothing but he's interrupted on the Tron by Don Callis. But it's all distraction as he's attacked by Omega and the Good Brothers using the Taz system there but the Lucha Brothers help even oh help even the odds. We end up with Omega and Pac in the ring but here comes OC he reveals that he's torn up Omega's contract offer and lays out the champion with an orange punch. Pack attacks. I like typing that. But he's hit with an orange punch too. And Cassie poses with the belt. 
No, never touch the bell. Which means never touch the bell. Of course winning. He, he wins. We all never know he wins. Never touch the bell. It's fine. He wins. The only, the only person I can think of who touched the bell and it worked was Jinder Mahal, who actually drove off in a car with the bell like that. And <laughs> it's because he took it so many metres. That's yeah, why. I remember, yeah, yeah. He's outside of the force field. But I remember, th- <laughs> I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, they're really overhyping the fact that Jinder could win the bell. <laughs> and then he won the bell. I just couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> he had the, he was driving off in the car. He broke Every unwritten rule yeah. of wanting to, but Orange Cassidy touched the belt. Yeah. It was a shame. And then he went to a steakhouse and left the title on the limo <laughs> and he came back and he thought, oh, it was a great weekend. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs attacks Christian backstage out of the Casino Battle Royale. They brawl and are separated by crew members. Elsewhere, Matt Hardy claims he's going to win the Battle Royale and tries to sign Jade Cargill to a stable, but he's interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling. Smart Mark oh. Sterling. If that name isn't like an early 2000s indie gimmick. Yeah. Right? who says that if Matt doesn't stop trying to poach his client, he's going to face start to serve him with a restraining order. Jade faces Killen... Killen? Like a kiln? I'll say kiln. Oh. Kiln King. Kylan. I think it was Kylan King. King. Yeah. I think okay. so. It says kiln and wins. Does yeah. it, Matthew? Right, let's no, it just it. check it my I'm note. Joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It says killing. It says killers. Don't call me. Um, but no, it was... Sorry. It was, um, it was... I like the idea that they're recognising Jade Cargill as, like, a big deal who they all want to sign. That was fine. But at the minute, Matt Hardy's stable are in a bit of limbo-bimbo, aren't they? They certainly are a bit limbo Sorry, that was a... I like that. <laughs> it Just... was um, from a Mighty Boosh episode. Do you remember Mr. Susan? Ah, yeah. Mr. Susan! And it's time for you to do the choosing. He's the guardian of the mirror world. It's a weird episode. He... Okay, so one of the Mighty... <laughs> no, no Fielding gets... Goes through a mirror to the mirror realm and he finds himself in a small room with like a few mirrors on each of the walls. And there's Mr. Susan in there who they clearly just named because it rhymes with choosing because he's like, I'm Mr. Susan. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he says, you must choose wisely for there are over 17 mirrors in the mirror world. <laughs> and he does a little dance around and starts to sing a song. Which one will you choose? Win or lose? And then Nullfield just walks through one. Mr. Susan is... One of the best characters in TV. I'd love Mr. Susan. Um, and in that, he says, don't go through the wrong mirror or you'll be trapped in, ah, limbo, limbo, bimbo. So that's where I've got that from. The Mighty Boosh was a different time. Just to, to derail this further. Sorry, just on, sorry. Yeah, just on, on, no, just on the point. I'm, I'm going to completely take this off the hard left. You know, you were saying it sounded like a, an early 2000s gimmick. On stream last night, we were all chatting about random things that could happen uh, in terms of wrestling. And then I don't know where it came from, but... I thought, and I don't know if anybody's done it yet, and if they haven't, they need to do it. There needs to be a stable of wrestlers who are all just the, the elements of Microsoft Office, and they're managed by a guy in a <laughs> clippy outfit. Under masks. Just, you know, you'll have Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Publisher. Oh, PowerPoint Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you could, they're all like under masks. They made up for that... <laughs> Mighty Boosh stuff you just Cheers. did. Power, well, PowerPoint Holmes. Clippy, though. And then when Clippy gets knocked out and injured one week, and they're all like, what are we going to do? McZ arrives, the original Microsoft mascot. He comes I don't remember that. He's like this blue guy oh, that wears a Hawaiian yeah. shirt. I only remember uh, Clippy. <laughs> well, the, the Clippy and Einstein. There was also, yeah, the envelope, whatever that was. Yeah. But, yeah, we get in McZ, and then McZ's like, it's just going to be a whole thing. But somebody out there needs to do this. There needs to be a whole stable of Microsoft Office. And Sam, they get together and go, I'm, I'm PowerPoint. Um, I can't think of any other names to do right now, but like... Spread, oh, Excel, Billy Gunn. Excel. Billy Gunn as Mr. Access. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, today, 
Yeah, uh, together we are bad, but together we will excel. Ah. <laughs> and then one of them just goes, words afterwards. Ah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and it still wouldn't be the worst table in AEW. Oh. Uh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh. Right. Nero defends the TNT title <laughs> against Dante Martin. So shout out to the guy who would, went on the Wikipedia last week when we were reading up the uh, the card for Double or Nothing and someone said, Miro or Dante Martin will defend the title <laughs> the they kept, against Lance. They kept the possibility open that Dante <laughs> Martin might actually win this. It was a, ti- it was a title shot. Uh, he retains without much trouble. Jake Roberts and Lance Archer interrupt. Jake pretends to speak Bulg- Bulgarian. Says, yeah, that was, decision. that was questionable. Yeah. yeah, and says that on Sunday, Miro's fairy tale comes to an end. Archer charges down the ring and hits a big boot, and the pair are separated by referees. Yes, they are. I hope his attempt was kind of just really lackluster, like, it "Hey, was. Miro, it's me. I'm Bulgarian. I'm speaking it, in Bulgarian like that." Just it like was just, just a really Miro. bad accent. It was do, just do chips. Gargle. It was just garbled, like. It was just bad. It wasn't yeah. even a sporting try like my attempt at Alistair Black's accent. It was just garble. What do you mean attempt? You nailed it. I did nail it. Yeah. <laughs> Tony welcomes the longest reigning champ in AEW the ring, Hikaru Shida. He presents her with a new women's title belt. It's very nice. She's interrupted by Britt Baker, who says that once you beat Shida, she'll be the face of the DMD era. And the so- crowd are fully behind Britt, despite her being technically a badden. Yeah. Nah, I think a lot of people going, nah, we like you, Brit. Yeah. I was about to say that this felt like one of those moments where it's like inevitable, like it's just her moment, really? everyone's behind her. The, I will say the belt I was a little bit unimpressed with. It was like a bit bigger than the. Than the why can't they just give the women a proper belt? Like I, they don't, do, I don't uh, so much have a problem with the design of it. It was always just the size for me. Yeah, they, yeah. They've oh, added, yeah. you know, like more stuff to it. I think they said they added some more gold and some diamonds to it. But... That's fine, but it's the size. It's just the size. Yeah. Now, I remember being a bit worried at this point because it gave me vibes of Sam. Do you remember? Well, obviously, we, the WrestleMania we went to, the Dallas one, right? Yeah. In the build up to that, everyone knew that Sasha Banks was going to win the women's championship. Like, everyone just knew. Yeah. And it felt like it was her moment, and she was one of the faces of the marketing campaign, and it was loads of promos with her and stuff. And then Charlotte won. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, start, I got a reminisce, I got, I got reminded of this a little bit thinking. It seems so set up for Brit that I'm a bit worried that she is actually going to win. But we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. We certainly will. And then the show ends with a bit of already said with Eric Bischoff introducing the Inner Circle. And the short highlight package of the Inner Circle's greatest hits. They all cut a little promo saying if this is the end, then they go, to, go down a blaze of glory. MJF interrupts in the Tron. He's in the stadium and has kidnapped Dean Malengo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then Nina Circle rush down to help. They're ambushed by the Pinnacle. FTR hit stereo pal drivers through tables on Santana on Ortiz, and the one Pinnacle of, posed looked, to end the show. One of those pal drivers looked nasty. Like it, it looked like, like a Ganso bomb. On his head. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely the build-up to the show. We will now cover AW Double or Nothing. In the pre-show, Serena Deeb retained the NWA Women's Title against Riho. They start off, all right, all right, cool, basic, basic, and then Deep started just playing for her opponent, putting her she's, together like she was Meccano. She's absolutely Loved fantastic, it. man. She's fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant wrestler. I like Deep. Handman Page beats Brian Cage after Cage refuses help from Team Taz. Uh, this wasn't necessarily a bad match, but when you're watching a pay-per-view that's four hours long, 
and the opening match is Brian Cage hitting top rope F5s that get kicked out of. I'm like, what happened to Brian Cage? Now, Does he not know how to wrestle like an undercard match? Can he only be big man Brian? What's well, he big man? But big match, big man Brian Cage. Are you saying he's like um, what's it called when? Okay, I'm I'm out of my depth a little bit here, but what's it Go called on. in what's it called in Dungeons and Dragons where somebody just tries to they kind of push aside role playing in favor of making their character as strong and as cool as can be? It, oh. Is it power gaming or min max like something like that? It, is I that know exactly what, what you're talking yeah. about, but I don't know the term. I didn't realize there was a term for it. Is that oh, what Brian okay. Cage is? He's like the power gamer. Like he's like, I just want to be the, the coolest and the fastest gamer. and the baddest and the strongest. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So Matthew, you're playing D and D, so make sure you you know it's role playing. You're not being you. Okay, I'm gonna be seven foot. I'm gonna be jacked. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh mate, I once went to my mate's house after school, um, and we were playing FIFA, and he was like, yeah, he was a Man United fan. Disgusting. He was from the. He was one of those northeast lads who's a Man United fan, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be Man United. I'll be Man United." And they had a striker called Harry, and his surname, and <laughs> Harry was Harry's nickname at school was Mister Cubaverse because he was tiny but like built. So he was he was the rugby captain. So he was like little but like wedge. He was like a little cube. Yeah. Uh, this striker was like six foot four, like really rapid, great at heading, and it was just. It was like exactly what it was the Brian Cage of, of FIFA. Um, I really liked the match though, Matthew, because I think I can forgive them going slightly over the top with it because the crowd response was just insane. That's true. That was the big talking point at the start of the show, really, wasn't it? Like how how hot the crowd. The were. crowds are back. Mm-hmm. There's an actual yeah. crowd, and it's like at this point last year we were like, oh, I can't believe it. Can you believe AWW having some people come back and we're back? Oh, shocking this. Now after a year of this, I might let them come in. Let them get it, do what they want. Go for it, go. <laughs> sure, fine, whatever. We're all going to hell in the handbasket anyway. So, yeah, great to hear the crowds. Yes, wrestling. Mm. Cage will be face soon, right? I think he's just going to leave yeah. Team Taz. I'm not sure if he's going to be face. I guess he will be when he's feuding with Starks and that. But Yeah, it's just that he's really not happy as he's Yeah. It's nice, though, that we've actually got some resolution to when Sting said, you don't need these dudes. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, mm, maybe, a, mm, I don't know. I, I was am like, the str- still thinking about it, going, I-, I didn't want your help. You did oh. you interfere. Yeah. I am the strongest, coolest, and toughest in all of the lands. Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah. I am so big that I can't, there's certain bits of my back that I literally can't Wasn't, reach now because muscles are so big. Was it Eddie Kingston or someone who put a sticker on his back? Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana, and he couldn't literally, get it off. He's there, like, yeah. I-, I can't reach it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a problem. Then the Young Bucks retained the AW Tag Team titles against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And I think this worked perfectly against the match we just saw because, yeah, there's lots of moves, 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 kickouts. John Moxley selling here. Just mm. amazing. The most Terry Funk esque selling you're ever going to see. Just, I mean, ah, a bit pain. Just trying to swing with no energy. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I love this match. I think nice. maybe my highlight of the show just because of how good it was. The Young Bucks did the Young Bucks stuff. Perfectly complimented by Moxie, just making everything look like he's in pain. He's like getting the crowd perfectly, perfectly playing the crowd. All right, now I want the crowd to cheer. All right, now louder. Oh, I'm getting that. Oh, even louder. Oh, so good. And Eddie Kingston doing his God, I wish I was in all Japan in 1992 instead of this period of history style of wrestling with the backdrop <laughs> and stuff like that. Love this match. Perfectly done. Loved it. Jack. People were mentioning on Twitter that this probably would have been Eddie Kingston's because he it's easy to remember it's easy to forget now but he debuted in AEW during the pandemic so mm. this would have been his first ever reaction on this scale in any in his life ever so that's awesome if you think about it because yeah. because he, he's never he would never have had a match this big surely like in front of this big a crowd 
Uh, yeah, even when he did that very brief impact run, it was, that, it was oh, still doing the. Um... Yeah, he did, didn't he? No, but that, I don't. For life, I don't think he even did a pay per view. He was also a bit more of a manager there, wasn't he? It was weird. No, he had that little stable. Uh, yeah. They had a name. It was him, Bram, was it the, was and it the uh, Jim no, Storm. The right, 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 right. Yeah, like the the weird, the weird like mask. Yeah, um, but he he got a huge response when he came out. Like they came out to Moxley's theme, and it was wild thing, and everything's gone. Excuse me, everyone's gone mad for Moxley. But then when the music stops, the crowd all just start going Eddie, Eddie, and I was like, that's good. Like he deserves that a lot. That's clap. Yeah, the DCC. Ah, the Death Crew Council. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't remember that name. That is that's way cheesier than I remember. No, they had some matches on Impact, but it just started in October 2016 and was done by March 2017. I don't know what happened there. But anyway, yeah. So you, yeah, you're probably right, mate. I thought about that because I, I always loved Eddie. But you're yeah. right. I loved him in Chicago for you know 15 people in some of those shows. So it's great seeing him in front of a giant crowd, all going, "Yeah, we like you." I'm like, yes, yes. I was familiar with Eddie Kingston <clears throat> weirdly early, considering I was only just getting back into wrestling as well. And it's linked to my inexplicable love of Lince Dorado. I remember seeing a YouTube video called like the many amusing deaths of Lince Dorado. Hmm. And it was just him getting destroyed by people in Jakara. And one of them was Eddie Kingston, I think. I think Tim oh, Eddie Kingston had that feud when he, he just went after the cruiserweights, all the Lucha dudes. Yeah. And I remember th- looking at and then it would link to like some of his promos in front of like the big blue Chikara backdrop yeah. thing. And he would be so different because everyone else in Chicago is like, I'm a snake from Egypt. Look at me. <laughs> and then Eddie Kingston's there like so real and really raw. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy's incredible. <laughs> so, so horrible. To, um, I haven't heard it. So... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm just, just so horrible. There were fitty in there. I'm a snake. From Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people, you said that and everyone knew exactly who you meant. So. <laughs> yeah. I like the Assyrian portal. They were, they were, they were good lads. Yeah, I hope. Were. I don't know if anything's happened. To, oh, you can never no, say that about anything. wrestlers. No, no. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's all right. Okay. You already, you already brought that guy from Steps. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's funny actually. Apparently, Eddie Kingston was on Wrestling Reserve the radio with Meltzer, and Meltzer said, "I, I, I haven't heard. I don't listen to that person." But he he brought up like, <laughs> "Oh, so you and Chris Hero had that great feud," and then Eddie's like, "Yeah, yeah, well, we're not talking. We're on good terms." Oh, wow. Ooh. I was like, "Yeah." People know that, right? They had this amazing, legendary feud, but they they genuinely don't like each other. Oh, that sucks. They both seem all right. Oh. And they don't talk about it. That's but really why, sad. What's the reason why? They Is still that... they did all these shooter reviews of Smart Mark Video and other companies, and they still don't know. They don't, they don't say what it's about. I remember hearing... First of all, I'm sad, because I thought Chris Hero was cool, because... I like how I've just immediately assumed that Eddie Kingston's right. I'm like, I thought Chris Hero was cool. <laughs> but... I remember walking past him once, and I was drunk and high, drunk. Uh, I was, <laughs> You're drunk and drunk? Yeah. I was drunk at Wally Mania. <laughs> oh, God's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking down the steps to the back, and he was walking up. He just entered the building. And as I walked past because I was drunk, I was like, Chris Hero! He was like a total idiot. But all he did as we walked past was just like, yeah, man, and just gave me like a fist bump. And I was like, oh... That's really nice. He could have just gone, what are you doing? Like, leave me alone. But he didn't. He was nice. Yeah. I'm absolutely devastated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Uh, the glue that keeps this podcast together. Thank you. And sniff. Jungle Boy wins the Casino Bar. No, Royale. no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't glue. It was what you'd expect. 
You, you, you've made a meme out of it from Vegas. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Out of what? Out Jungle of... Boy wins the casino <laughs> bowl. I thought you were talking about. Wins the casino bowl royal. Last they eliminate Christian Cage. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic ending bit because I'm there like, all right. I thought it was kind of all right. They're still insisting on doing this battle royale in group things. And the production was still trying to keep up with everyone coming out at once. The commentators still had to talk like auctioneers to get done. But I guess they're setting their ways. All right. People got to do a little bit, some spots and look good and then leave. Uh, the acclaimed very over for the two minutes they were in the ring. The acclaimed. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about the acclaimed. Uh, and uh, yeah. then last night in... Christian Cage and I like the bit where it's Cage and uh, Matt Hardy together and Matt Hardy's like you know ladders <laughs> he's doing all the reenactment of his hands and stuff they've done over the years he, does, know, the, oh. he does the five second pose walk as well he goes like that yeah <laughs> and Christian's just like what <laughs> yeah this is a perfect use of Christian Cage like I don't Ooh. want him like main event and pay-per-views but I want him to make someone else look good with Jungle Boy so fantastic lad fantastic old lad thank you for making Jungle Boy look good Jungle Boy big old pops yes awesome Afterwards, afterwards, Christian's like mind. giving Jungle Boy major respect. He's like prodding his chest, going, "You better win. You better beat Kenny Omega." And on commentary, Jr's going, oh, "He seems very angry there at Jungle Boy for winning." It's like, no, Jamie's he's giving him a an impassioned gym Jungle Boy decision. Jack, Jungle Boy Jack, Jack Perry, Jack Boy, Jack, Jack Perry, Jack, Jack, Jack is famous dad, Jack Perry. Right, boy on, Jack right. is in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> boy Jack Horseman. Boy Jack. Um, One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The other thing to note is Leo Rush is revealed Ooh, as the Joker. Yeah. And yes. he, looked, he got to look good for a minute. All right, cool. I'm sure Leo Rush will do very well here. His in-ring style is very moves, 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 indie, indie, indie. So he's, yeah, a lot of roster, yep. roster, roster. Happy for you. Well, but then the other news was later on, Mark Henry yeah, was announced he's... as the signing for the other commentator uh, for the other show that they're doing, Rampage, I believe. Yeah. Which was interesting because last time Mark Henry and Leo Rush were interacting, it was on Twitter, and it wasn't too pleasant. There were threats of lawsuit uh, over... Smith's comments Mark Henry and Leo Rush both gave each other and it's ended very badly but apparently then Leo Rush tweeted no 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 me, me and Mark Henry sat down and spoke about it and we're, we're cool now so I was like oh phew 
Well, the Leo Rush thing, I think I, I read somewhere that he he only appeared due to the working relationship with New Japan. So I don't know if they'll have to yeah. be any sort of further. Um, I think he's still planning to wrestle in New Japan's American. Branch. I think yeah. So I reckon we'll see him. We'll oh. see him pop up, but I don't know if it'll be like a regular, regular, yeah. regular thing. Oh, fair enough. Oh, mm. if that was like a one-off appearance, then he didn't. When you get a chance to do anything. You never know. Because it, could, like, it could turn into like a small thing yeah. until the world completely opens back up again. It's kind of what I was thinking. Oh. Like Ricky Starks was meant to be a one-off, wasn't he? But they were like, oh, actually, we'll sign. And, and, and um, went, wow. Thunder Rosa all that meat. as well. Like she appeared way more than you'd expect for someone who's signed with another company. So yeah. they, they were signed to NWA. Yeah. It's easy to poach them. <laughs> anyway, Cody Rhodes, the evil foreigner. Truly, shockingly ugly defeat. Andy Gogo, the proud babyface of the entire planet, says severing ties the UK forever. Yeah, man, I, I used to like Cody. <laughs> yeah. The start of this, just for people who didn't watch it or they're watching this years later and forget the context, they aired like a this this weekend. Just to remind you, Americans watching this is Memorial Weekend, where the troops are going to be died for you, USA flag. Also, we'll be giving. Dogs to army people later on. Isn't USA great? And then Cody Cat. Shameless. Absolutely shameless. It was like WrestleMania 31, where Rusev comes out in this tank and you're like, he might beat Cena. He might actually do this. And then we get the America hype package and then Cena comes out and you're like, yeah. he's not he's not winning this. He's not Dogs, winning this army guns for like, please cheer for Cody. Rock flag and eagle, isn't it? Yeah. Eagle. Ah. Free and the heroes and free. It's just the yeah. word God appears and then it fades into a shot of Cody making his entrance. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburgers, I mean, Cody. I don't mind Cody. I know a lot of people went, Cody should have put a go-go over here. I don't mind Cody beating Anthony a go-go, right? Nah. But there was a I major don't. disconnect between the way they built it and then what actually happened. If they built it like... If they build it like Cody was probably going to get a rudimentary victory over him, then fine. But they really build it like a go-go had a shot. And then as you said, Matthew, while they go home, him and his stable just turned into like idiots. So it was just, I don't know what happened. Unless a yeah. just did too good a job of hyping up his chances, maybe. I don't know. It's one of those maybe. things that there's, there's always a bit of a disconnect for me whenever you have like a, another, you know, fighter of some, of some discipline enter the wrestling world because you, you've seen this person, you know, batter somebody else surely they could just go one two down done and that's how i thought it might have gone yeah but, yeah but, i was i'm with you i would have preferred it you know in them latest street fighter games if you play as balrog yeah. he can't do any kicks he's still a boxer he's not he's like no oh. i've learned to kick so i'm balanced no i'm going to punch because i'm a boxer or steve from tekken <laughs> or steve from tekken it's steve perfect. Fox. yes yeah yeah it's deep yeah that's it i'm not gonna kick i don't care if they do kicks and if he grapples yeah. just you know hold or hit him or whatever yeah. or if you stick with balrog the head <laughs> 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 completely legal but yeah so here I was expecting that type of match where like okay Ogogo needs one shot and that's it and instead it became okay is gonna show that he can wrestle and jump off the top rope and do figure four I'm like great you mean like everybody else in the card he was all good right, though cool. he was good he looked alright but again I'm wondering what the point of this thing was because mm-hmm. now Cody's beaten Ogogo and QT and they're the ones that pushes he's just gonna go through the entire He's just Nightmare the best, family. guys. He's just the best. He's gonna beat Aaron now, Solo with a belly to Bailey, yeah. and he's gonna. <laughs> it, gets, it, it only gets an A minus from me because okay. you know it gets the it gets an A minus because they didn't use the Team America theme as he uh-huh. got the pinfall. 
If they've well, done yeah. that, perfection. But yeah. I just... Ch- chatting along with the crowd. AEWF, yeah, my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The casino game that we put on apps, we didn't get it. You know, do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, dear. It was, um, I mean, I was still impressed with the go-go, given his level of experience, how good he was. He looked really comfortable. But I think Sam's right. The way his build-up and his background made you expect something different, whether it was him winning yeah. or not, it was, it was you were expecting something a bit different. I think the perfect example of them doing it really well was actually Floyd Mayweather, because they oh, put him against Big perfect. Show. Yeah. So Mayweather, even though he's like the best boxer ever, needed help and needed to cheat. And it worked so well because so rarely is the celebrity the heel. But in this case, they could have done something like that because he was the heel. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Mm. Strange. Yeah. So my line of this was, yes, Cody was the American dream here. And by dream, I mean the guy who admitted he cheated at Minecraft. <laughs> what? Oh, dream. He Got admitted you. it. He admitted he cheated. Did he? I may somehow possibly could have accidentally cheated. Oh, such a great non-apology. Yeah. You know what? I've been... I, I, the, so Sam, I don't know if you know, but there's this YouTuber called Summoning Salt, right? Who's like an incredible... Right. Puts together these incredible like mini docs on um, speedruns and the progression, yeah. world record progression of how it's d- developed over time and how they've found ways to break the game even further. Oh, not break yeah. the game, but like, you know. So he's really good. Um, and through that, I got learning about the speedrunning community. And it seems like in the year or two that I've been paying attention, there's been an insane amount of drama in the speedrunning community. Like, it's, Matthew knows about it. And he's just, yeah. he's been like my spirit guide. But there's this um, GTA 5 speedrunner called like Dark Viper, right? Who oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. has always seemed to be on the right side of arguments, but a bit of an arse. Right. And, well, that's how I always saw him anyway. And now he's on the wrong side of an argument and he's being an arse. And it's brilliant because oh. he's oh, been Oh, I haven't seen this. Is this new? Am I finding about speedrun drama on this podcast? What's, he, what's Dark Viper he's been, done? He's been trying to beat Grand Theft Auto V yeah. for ages without taking a single like hit of damage. That's oh. been his recent goal. Yeah. And Have you heard about this? I've, I saw a Reddit <sighs> post regarding something about so, this some guy who was like a fan of his and apparently the speedrunning community is very like open like everyone shares strategies and stuff so this guy would try and share strategies with dark viper but apparently dark viper is very impatient when people try and give him advice and he's like no i've yeah. tried it already or well, that wouldn't work so this guy just did it himself and just did it before <laughs> <laughs> and just did it before dark viper and dark viper has been like like banning him from his discord banning any mention of him like yeah uh, and the brilliant. guy the guy on reddit because it got shared on Reddit and someone put, God, I hope Dark Viper's all right with this. And then the guy himself replied like, well, I've been kicked off his Twitch. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Dark Viper himself replied with the most like copy pasta, like this has been a tremendous strain on my mental health to have your work for nothing from, and it's just like, it's so pathetic. <laughs> How like, dare oh. you do something before me because I, I was horrible to you about it and you just wanted stupid. somebody to do it. So did it sorry, yourself because I wouldn't listen. And I'm sorry that I've gone totally off topic here, but yeah, it's been no, Sorry, Jack. This is what I always hoped the podcast would turn into. <laughs> but well, on the, the point, on the like point of this, well, we're, yeah. we're having our, our mid-AEW pay-per-view break. Um, <laughs> just to, just to, on the point of speedrunning and stuff, I, I watch a channel called Virtual, and if you like Ooh. Trackmania, Virtual Ooh. is great. He's kind that's of where the dramas. Stories. That's where the other dramas been cheating. What? There's been some what? Cheating. No, no, Virtual. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trackmania. He's been the, he's been the investigator of. Oh, the I was going to say. He's not done it. Say. He's not done it. No, he's a good. I was going to say. I'd be so sad if he had. No, he's great from what I can tell. Yeah, he yeah. just seems like a really good guy. 
I can't yeah. wait for the one tweet I'm going to get that said I really enjoyed the speedrun drama. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's great and though the because 90 it's going to never do that again. I feel like someone who's not a wrestling fan and then wrestling such a dense, complicated world. That's how I feel about speedrunning. I'm just what? like, yeah. what is going on? That's it, Jack. Sometimes I'll take time out and look at drama in other places and speedrun drama is its <laughs> own thing. My God. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we'll move on. As much as I don't want to. Miro retains the TNT title against Lance Archer. I thought this was a solid match. It wasn't spectacular by any means, but it wasn't bad. But highlight was Miro being like St. Patrick and throwing the snakes out. <laughs> yeah. He he like, oh, that snake's snake. dead then, is it? Okay. We never saw we never saw the snake, to be fair. Yeah. It's like when Earthquake squished. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any thoughts there, Jack? I just enjoyed it for what it was, although I, I do now see what you mean. Maybe this match would have been a little bit more enjoyable if we hadn't already had Cage versus Page which was two tough yep. lads battering each other. This was two tough lads battering each other. But right. I'm glad they kept it short, and I'm glad Miro won. So yeah. I didn't really have a problem with it. It was cool. Yeah. Dr. Britt Baker beats Hikaru Shida to become the new AW Women's Champion, and they teased everything in this match. They teased, oh, no, it's not going to win. Oh, no, 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 no. And being, I'm like, all right, you don't need this many false finishes. And it kept on going and going. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm getting into it. Maybe they will. So they're trying to make it, I think they realize, hang on, this is a bit of a foregone conclusion at this point. Like, everyone's expecting it to win, so they yeah. kept on teasing, teasing. Some people got very annoyed. I noticed on Twitter, on my mentions, stuff like that. Uh, when Rebby, not Rebel, hit, accidentally, hit Britt Baker, saying, well, that should be a DQ. And also, coincide uh... that with what Ross said about the um, the refereeing in the tag match of the Young Bucks, I thought AEW explained this, like, really early on, going, no, 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 there's relaxed rules. Because if there weren't relaxed rules... The majority of these tag moves couldn't happen. Yeah, but JR, I thought that's their way of hand waving. I'm not saying it's a perfect explanation, JR like can't that, but they they that. explained this. This were like rules, yeah. not WWE style. Like no. I felt like it never got firmly addressed. I feel like it was well, not addressed, but I think they addressed it, but didn't fully resolve it. They kind of hand waved it. Moved it. On. Yeah. yeah, I thought that. I, so I, I, I'm so used to watching indie wrestling with stuff. This happens all the time. That I'm like, yeah, whatever. Right. JR mm. hates it so much to the point where he'll forget that he's meant to make the show look good, and he'll just derail a tag match by going. The referee is still not doing their job. Like, come on. I mean, he's JR. right. Well, he is, but come on. But then I was JR, so <laughs> shut up. I feel but, like every yeah, I feel like every Akarashida match has had a million false finishes, though. It seems to be the way that her matches go. Hmm. I don't know, but in hmm. this instance, it did work because it seemed so obvious that Britt was going to win that hmm. it did have some scary moments where you were like, "Oh, maybe not." Yeah. It was cool. And then yeah, she got a hug worked. from Tony afterwards. Shivani, not Khan. Shivani. <laughs> The good one, the good one. He came out and said, that's right, I'm Mandrake. And he goes, no, it's Mandark. He went, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good match. Britt Baker, absolutely the time to do it. Igrushi has been good and everything, but it has been like, all right, cool, cool. We have something else now. Who takes it from Britt down the line? Let's have a little prediction for the future now. I'm going to say Statlander. Deep. Nice, nice. Yeah, either Deeb or Jade Cargill eventually. Oh, Jade Cargill. Oh, yeah. That would be that would be heel versus heel, but it's just like a shark getting eaten by a bigger shark, so it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Un- <laughs> unless somehow Brit slowly turns face. She might, because they love yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, she might. Yeah, yeah. Lot of options. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting defeat Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Look, I've said many times, like every single time they've done this on the, on the podcast, every time on AW Dynamite, when a group, a plural of wrestlers... I've seen Sting showing up. I've gone, Sting! 
And they've run away in mild terror and an old man walking slowly. I'm like, come on, that's just stupid. So I was had no expectations for this, didn't care about this at all, whatever. Okay, cool, yay. But they absolutely booked this perfectly. Sting, old man near shins, came out, did the stuff he could do, didn't try and do anything sophisticated, didn't go for any double moonsault or anything like that. They booked him perfectly. Darby got beat up, and then Ethan Page, the Scorpio Sky, trying to tease and everything, and then Sting, did. oh, perfectly done. Perfectly done. So well done. Yeah, did that absolutely fine. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Well done. I think- they threw Darby Allen into the front row from the ring, which was scary. Yeah, they uh, did. And he did that, Ethan Page. He did that when I was at the WrestleMania show in uh, 2017. Ah, nice. Because nice. that gif of me reacting by falling over. Oh, yes. Was I wasn't, that near that? The, wasn't near anything. It was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was worried when that. I was worried when that happened because it looked like his calf like hit the guardrail as oh. he went over. But Darby's made of like rubber, apparently. It's just bizarre. He yeah, doesn't, he's yeah. An odd little lad. Yeah, he's an odd little lad. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well done. I I don't want them to do this every pay-per-view, though. If Sting could go away now, that'd be fantastic. But mm. it's fine. It was For what it was, what it was fine. Uh, Kenny Omega retains the AW title against Pac and Orange Cassidy. I knew, and I'm sure you knew, and even Sammy didn't watch it knew, that Pac wasn't going to win. Yeah, but I mean... there were many times during this match where Pac looked so good. I'm like, oh, <coughs> lads. <laughs> Agogo's failed us, but... It's coming home. There were a few tense, uh, tight bullet moments where I'm like, no, Pax, this is actually going to be it. She's going to win out of nowhere. He didn't, obviously. Uh, but I thought everyone looked great in this match. Yeah. Even Kenny, who's getting cheered by the fans, stupid idiot fans, supposed to boo him. <laughs> you stupid, stupid idiot. Do you not even watch the show, you stupid idiot fans? You're supposed to cheer Pack. Stupid no, you're fans. supposed to cheer Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to cheer Orange hear, Cassidy. Did you not? The, well, the best false finish for me was when. Pack hit the black arrow, but then Orange threw him out the ring, and it was like he was going to go for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd came like alive during that moment. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, it was awesome, and I even like Kenny Omega being the big ham that he is, using all four titles that he owns. They hit Pack with it. I was like, okay, that's great. Because if he wins even more titles, is this going like, to extend that Just sequence mount even mount. more? Yeah. No, there was but good. No one looked bad in the loss, so if it was a good idea to have a three-way. Going to just have a rematch. Just a reminder that Pack has beaten. Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega. Just saying. Could happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, love this. Yeah, this way more than I should have, to be honest with you. I looked I liked it way more than I thought I would, because I thought it would be too Kenny Omega elite interference yeah. crap, which there was yeah. a little bit of, but it was actually really, really well built. Yeah. It reminded me a little like bit. Yes, well built, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of the WrestleMania main event, Edge, Brian and Roman, in that there were moments that yeah. they'd clearly specifically written in to take advantage of all three men's characters and motivations and stuff. I was like, that's really mm. cool. It was really good. Yeah. And also, uh, Pac, like a shout out to, to our friends in the Valleys. He's now Welsh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. The only thing better than Pac being from Wales was how salty Jim Ross was when Excalibur politely as possible. <laughs> yeah, really like, nicely. No. Um, yeah, he was like... No, no, no look, uh, near Hadrian's War, England. England. And he said it so wow. nicely as well. He was like... He's quite from proudly that. from, yeah. Yeah. And then Jay, I was like, oh, yeah. whatever, nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing where people are from. Wales, Scotland, yeah. Jersey. Ah, it's all the same to me. All right, Jim. I don't get it. When I went to uni, though, a lot of Southerners, you encounter a lot of people from different areas of the country at uni, maybe for the first time. A lot of people yeah. thought that I was Welsh for some reason. I don't know if there's oh. slight crossovers in vowel sounds, maybe, or something. I don't know. 
maybe. We got Welsh and Irish, I think, in Dallas when we were out there. Australian and Irish. Irish. Australian. We, we, yeah, yeah, Irish. Yeah, we've been up being asked before if we're Irish and Australian. I think when people hear an English accent that's not your typical Southern yeah, pop culture okay. British accent, they assume like they must be from a different English speaking, but not England country. Right. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm. But I've always had good crack with the Welsh when I used to be on uh, phone. I have to speak to them, and they're like, "Oh, they're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, from where? Oh, great! It's like, oh, we always, always like Newcastle. Oh, so nice. You know, it's like they, they have nice things to say. I know Welsh can go, oh, Newcastle's bad. So, that, shout out to the people in Wales. Shout out to the Welsh. All the of first, you. First Even ever the WCPW <laughs> Women's Champion at Nixon Newell is Welsh as well. So, That's shout right. out to her. Yeah. RIP Attack Pro. Yeah, that was always too cool for me. I felt like I was getting judged when I went there. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> Well, they were like, he's from WCP. He's not allowed. Oh, of course. Yeah. I was the, yeah, yeah. I wasn't cool. Yeah, we weren't. Turns Corporate out, spy, turns, weren't you? Yeah. Turns out our promotion were way more punk rock than any of the cool promotions. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Oh, oh no, it doesn't matter. That's it's actually fine. a good point. Yeah, oh, you know, I never thought point. about that. Yeah, yeah we, we never That's saw That's a fair that. point. You didn't anyway, shake hands with Vince. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. ICW. Ever get the feeling you've been <laughs> cheated? Good night. <laughs> Where are the sex pistols? Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, wow. You but really then, were defined. The inner circle <laughs> The inner circle beat the pinnacle in the stadium stampede main event. I mean they don't have to disband. I, I thought they were, to be honest with you. Bit of a shock. This match was what it was. If this is the last ever cinematic, thematic, pre filmed match ever, now that crowds are back, fine, whatever. Didn't really care about it. I like people mocking it afterwards, but didn't really feel anything. Um yeah. Again, now that we have crowds back, it's like, cool, bye. Goodbye forever. Pre-filled matches. So it was what it was. All right, way to end the show. Yeah. Jack, uh, any other my, thoughts? Yeah. My, my favorite bit of it was the end in, in the actual ring oh, right, yes. with Sammy and, oh, bless you, with Sammy and, um, Sammy and Spears, which was really cool. It was nice to see Sammy get closure for his whole story about how, like, he left the group and then MJF had really screwed him over. Mm-hmm. And uh, gen- him making gen- up for the fact he had to quit when Jericho's got thrown off the uh, war games and stuff like that. Yes, I didn't even think of that as well, yeah. Um, So that was cool. But on the whole, I'm I'm now glad that we're getting to the end of the time when cinematic wrestling's kind of a necessity. Yeah. Happy. So well done, Sammy, the little twink that could. And overall, though, this was a very enjoyable show. There wasn't anything that made me go, that was stupid or that was outrageous. I just, I'm disgusted at this. All All the matches were at least solid. Mm. Um, yeah and then the issue was uh, I'm trying to think of anywhere uh, Cardiff Pack Cardiff Pack I couldn't think of anything good there so if you haven't oh, had Welsh Rabbit God we've still got Raw I forgot I thought I got confused don't worry because if we make it like yeah. uh, I know it's gone on for a long bit don't worry if it's like uh, Rob Server we'll just skip, skip most of it <laughs> yeah. Monday Night Raw Miz and Morrison open the show Morrison is wearing garlic to ward off any of the supernatural beings <laughs> we've gone from this fairly good pay-per-view to now Miz and Morrison they're wearing, wearing garlic, garlic. <laughs> their guest uh, is Charlotte Flair but she's interrupted by Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross Nikki challenges Charlotte to a match and survives against her another two minute beat the clock challenge why well done, Nikki for these wins that do absolutely nothing for a well done uh, to uh, I was called them Jojo Mojo then that's Mojo not Jojo. that's the Powerpuff Girls villain, isn't it? Yeah. Jojo Mojo to his friends wearing garlic and being a stupid idiot like a lot of these characters. Uh, cool. Anything? Yeah, because 
But I've just got one. Just why are they doing this beat the clock thing? Because it doesn't help Nikki, because even though she's winning, she's not really. She's just surviving for two minutes against Rhea and Charlotte. And it doesn't help Rhea and Charlotte because they can't put away someone lower down than... You think they've thought this through? Well, well, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So she can do a three-way or whatever. uh, And she goes, it's time for Nikki to get tricky or whatever. What? (laughs) New catchphrase coming to WShop.com. Randy Orton praises Riddle for winning with the RKO last week. He then faces Xavier Woods and uses Riddle's finisher to get the win. So they're friends. Yay. I feel bad for Woods because last week he had an insane match with Riddle where everyone was like, hang on, we've just realized and remembered that Xavier Woods isn't just a Mike guy. Like he's actually really good in the ring. But this week, Orton beat him quite, quite straightforward fashion, I think. Yeah, but it's, it's all part of the exciting story that will definitely have an end like all the other people you mentioned that have been released that definitely had feuds and finishing points of their stories. Mm. Uh, Reginald beats oh, former NXT Women's Champion in a legit MMA banner. <laughs> well done. Good right up there, Jack. Shayna Baszler after she's distracted by Pyro from one of the ring posts. No. Look, I like, I, like, I like the idea that we've got Reggie. I like that he's a former Cirque du Soleil performer. I like that he can do some amazing things in the ring, but he shouldn't be beating Shayna Baszler regardless you know when- of anything. You know, whenever someone says, I don't like the idea of intergender wrestling because a woman could never beat up a man, Shayna yeah. Baszler could and should beat up Reggie. Shayna Baszler could like rip off could actually... every single one of Reggie's fingers and just, just shove them one by one up his, up his nose. Just, I'm not just blaming... While he's trying to stop her with, with the you know his hands. I'm not blaming Reginald because he's just doing what he's been booked to do and he is quite good at what he does. Yeah. But man, the, the booking is appalling. Why is Shayna Baszler losing to Reggie? I, I have no idea. I know like she got dis- I know she got distracted, but come but on. But it, it's 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 Shayna Baszler, and they don't seem yeah. to be taking her seriously or doing anything with her, and it's I know. frustrating. I know. Crazy. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm all right with the idea of like yeah, Shayna versus Re- Reginald or whoever yeah. in, in gender match. I don't care about the fiend or what's bliss, Alexa bliss or whatever Ooh. the the fiend living inside whatever the hell's going on. Don't yeah. care. Don't care. Mace and T-Bar say that they are predators. Nice of them to confess. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Paul. And the Lucha House Party are their prey. Oh, they're, yeah. Sure. They're praying they're that sure. Tony Khan's they're watching with sure. his wallet open. Uh, they then beat them pretty easily and they look all right. They, you know, they like when you get a team like, uh, oh, it was Kevin Nash's first tag team. <sighs> Kevin Nash's first tag um, team? In WCW? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I've ruined the bit then. When he was Oz? No, Pride oh. Oz. Ah. There's all the like late 80s, two big stiff dudes. The Blade Runners. There we go. I'll be one. Okay. Two big stiff dudes just beating up two little dudes. This is what this was. Lindsay got... Uh, I always note down when Lindsay gets a win. I'm always like, oh, Lindsay got a win. He didn't. Obviously, didn't this time. But He got destroyed, though, so you can add a bit to that compilation you were talking about earlier. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Sheamus calls out Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo. He loses to Ricochet at distraction from Carrillo and then loses to Carrillo <laughs> after distraction from Ricochet. Uh-oh. No one looked good here. What are they doing on Raw, Why? guys? What are they Why doing? Why do they <laughs> need to help Raw? each other to win? Why did so Sheamus far, Mason not... T-Bar and Randy Orton are the people look good. Is, is Sheamus still pulling the, I don't like little guys, I'm a big guy, no, look at my hat. Doing... Kind of. He's he's kind of doing, a, um, I'm the US champion, but nobody is worthy of challenging for my belt. Because they've all been fired. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they cut yeah. that out from the broadcast, sorry. 
I'm sorry, sorry, through the X. No, get rid of that bit. So Seamus has been doing this thing, Sam, recently, where he's been doing it like a closed challenge, where he'll like he'll do yeah. an open challenge, but for a non-title match. And yeah. the only two people who ever accept his challenges are Umberto Carrillo and Ricochet, because that's all of Raw's Which means part. a third person's <laughs> going to come along, win it, no, and then they'll just be forgotten about. I don't think so, because this has been going on for a while now with just Umberto Carrillo and Ricochet. <laughs> Maybe it never it's, ends. It's and Monso absolutely for bizarre. One week. There was an episode of... It was like Nevermind the Buzzcocks or something where Les Dennis was on it and it emerged yeah. that Les Dennis can't really construct a traditional joke. So on the panel show, No Fielding goes like, well, most people's jokes go, but yours kind of go, that's what Raw's storytelling is at the minute. It's very abstract. Like, I don't really understand what's going on. It was a very funny... Les Dennis fandom for that mention. Yeah, yeah. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose beat Lana... And Naomi possibly setting <laughs> possibly setting them up as the contenders for the women's tag titles. Well, who else is there? I mean, there? yeah, there needs to be some yeah. contenders because pretty soon there might not be any. The Wait, who won? Is going. Who won? Sorry, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. So I'm like, oh. yeah, they're probably going to win because Naomi and uh, Lana. No, be oh, just Naomi. Oh no, sorry, Dana just Brooke Naomi. and Mandy Rose are already split up from the. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of else could actually. I'm assuming that Dana and Mandy are going to win. I don't know. Because they're blonde and Vince likes blonde women. But no, honestly, are there, who other tag teams are there in this division? There are no other... T- um, well, Shayna and Nia, but they're kind of... That, they're, no, they're no, because, no, because Nia is on Reginald's side, isn't she? Um, Nia and Reggie are going to win. Nia and Reggie are going to win the women's tag belt. Didn't yeah, Eric it's time Young... to put these titles in NXT where they belong and just move on from this who, experiment. Wh- yeah. Which other women's tag teams are there? <laughs> They got rid of them all. They got rid of the yeah. iconics. Yeah, there's no iconics. Sasha and Bailey are doing their own thing now. Yeah, yeah. long gone. There are no, there are no other women's tag teams. Right, squad are dead. There are no other women's tag teams. Yeah. Like literally, Mickey, Mickey might get paired with someone. Yeah. Uh, this Great. is bizarre. Yeah. It's just. It's just that Vince doesn't believe that women can stay friends, and and he just keeps break. He just keeps breaking up the tag team. They're inherently just untrustworthy of each other. Yes, yeah, thanks, Vince. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Benjamin. Oh yeah, when, when I was saying yeah, there, I wasn't agreeing with what you were saying. <laughs> oh, I you were. I, was going, oh. I wasn't going. That's right. Women are inherently. Yeah, yes, Vince. I've often thought this. Says Jack. <clears throat> <No>. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin loses to Cedric Alexander in about thirty seconds. Oh, god! Another awesome feud where everyone looks great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles and almost beat Elias and Jackson Riker after Elias abandons his partner mid-match, possibly because of the <laughs> because of the thoughts that the interview that he gave last week was says, oh, oh, me and Elias always hanging out. We have the exact same beliefs. Whoa, 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 whoa. He really threw Elias under the bus. No, 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 no. Hey, you're on your own here, pal. Come on. Don't need that heat. Elias says he doesn't want to hang around with Riker anymore because he's become unhinged and unpredictable. <laughs> Write your own joke. Uh, Another tag place. team breaking up, by the way. Yep, there we go. Um, so that's what, Riker and... Riker and Naomi, then? For that? <laughs> Riker and Naomi, <laughs> what a team! Yeah. That would be class. Uh, Alexa Bliss invites Reginald to her playground for an interview. Before too long, he's attacked by Shayna Baszler. Bliss says they need to have a chat next week, and Shayna calls Lily a stupid doll before leaving. Oh, that sounds great. Matthew, I can just hear Matthew, Shayna going, you're a stupid doll! And they're just walking up. Matthew, you've got to engage with the stuff you don't like. I know that you hate oh, it. Oh, sorry, am I? And you're right. Well, it's just, I mean? people might want to hear what happened, you know? 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, because people aren't watching Raw as approved <laughs> of the ratings this week. So, yeah. Uh, so, this is going to set up the puppet versus uh, Baszler next week, where Baszler will no doubt lose. Unless... <laughs> yeah. This is a distraction. Unless... Shayna brings in Ellerin. Ellerin brings in Rocco. I'm three. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Puppy Jack's a guest referee. Oh, Jitsu. Yeah. Laughing. Dab. Uh, oh, it's backstage making friends with the Viking Raiders. Wow. Really? Mustafa Ali approaches and tells him not to trust anybody. Mansour says, if that's true, why trust Ali? Oh. It's a good point. Lashley yeah. and MVP are partying backstage. Uh, yeah, probably I like the show just last week backstage in a suit with the women. The lovely uh, ladies. Are yeah, and they're asked yeah, who they'd rather face at Hell in the Cell, but they don't really. <laughs> they don't okay. really care. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not watching this show, says MVP. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've got the Disney app watching. I'm watching, I'm watching Ben Oz and Broomsticks. Shut up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Drew, what, a, Drew what a film, though. What a film. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Drew McIntyre beats Kofi Kingston to become the number one contender. The pair shake hands afterwards and Lashley comes out to stare McIntyre down from the stage. See, I thought Kobe, they were going to do the triple threat at Hell in the Cell yeah, because it was yeah. more exciting than doing... Yeah. I know it's predictable, but it was Kofi more exciting can, than just doing McIntyre and Lashley again. Kofi can jump off high things. He can jump off the wall. You know, yeah, he would have had the whole team. Just doing the match again. Yeah, poor Kofi. They got oh, ri- okay. he, got, he got written into the feud for like a week out of nowhere and now he's been totally written out of it again so what was the point in the first it felt like this Raw was undoing a lot of the good work that last week's Raw did because there was a lot of good matches on last week's Raw and then they did like Shelton and Cedric again but in 30 seconds it was bad it was a bad Raw uh, look, sometimes Raw can do some stuff that's good or they could build up to the uh, super shows that are fun and have some good matches and there's been a good run recently with these super shows but as a weekly show to watch episodically and go okay cool I'm vested because that thing happened it's terrible. There's no continuity. Vince forgets a lot of stuff, I think. I think he just forgets a lot of stuff that he's already yeah. booked. But rather than being negative, I'm trying to think of a, the best positive of the show. He's right, some people do that. So I'd say Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston was the main highlight. Also, Kofi. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you again. Kofi it's and Xavier. Of season. Um, dressed as Power Rangers. Okay. It's probably the highlight. You get what you can <laughs> with that, this, this I've got to think of something nice to say about this wrestling show. Two of them dressed as Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. Some of the people are still employed. What I'll say about Raw is that it's there's a lot of talented wrestlers on there. Whether or not they're utilised well is a different matter, but there's a lot of talent yeah. on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. <clears throat> and most of the best talent are hanging around with Lashley and MVP backstage. <sighs> NXT. The show opens with a triple threat number one contenders match between Gargano, O'Reilly, and Dunn. Adam Cole interferes and takes them all out with a chair. Adam does a Matthew. Adam's like, I don't want to see this match. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) get him. Get him, you giant. He continues to beat them down until Regal arrives with security to kick him bloody out. You bloody get. Get out of my pub. And uh, that's it. Don't redo the match or anything. Regal's great at being angry. First of all, it's really believable. And I think it was weird seeing Cole just single-handedly batter three other similar-sized or bigger men. But he did have a chair and he struck at the right time, I think. It was more like opportunistic than, I'm the hard lad. It was more like timing, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Ember Moon calls out Raquel Gonzalez. 
Regal tries to stop them, but they brawl in the ring until security drags Gonzalez away. Busy night for security. Uh, Dakota mm. Kai attacks Ember from behind and leaves with Gonzalez. Ooh. Well, this segment happened on the back of the first segment, so it did. The security were kind of still out there. It kind of worked. It was like a, a bleeding together of the previous. It yes. felt organic and real. Mm. Real. So Ember Moon's the next... I think Ember Moon's the next challenger for Gonzalez's title. Yeah. Should be a good match. Yeah. LA Knight cuts a braggadocious promo about taking on Jake Atlas. Atlas takes advantage of Knight's cockiness and wins. He loses to him. Well, he loses. And then Tidbiasi is interviewed backstage and expresses his disappointment. But hang on, like he, he lost to him via distraction finish because he was yelling at um, Trevor Lee at ringside and all yeah. this stuff. And then Jake Atlas was like, yes, that's right. What a way to start pride. Hashtag get stuff you warrior and all the other stuff. I'm like, wait, that was that's what we're happy about? Oh, did he? Uh, okay. Did he tweet that? I yeah. mean, fair, fair it, it, play. It, it, do the hashtag warrior thing. That's, no, no. The creative license, but... I mean, fair play to tweeting that, but it wasn't the story, though. That's not what they were doing on NXT. Yeah, I know. You're, exactly. But, yeah. Yeah, but he's like, yeah! How it, mate? <laughs> I've defeated... <laughs> you're, you're not on the In Your House show, by the way. I've defeated the personification of homophobia... LA Knight. LA Knight. Put, put, put LA Knight getting branded with that. <laughs> Imagine LA Knight just like, what? I was just going to say that. Hang on. I'm not a Riker type. Oh, uh, no. Adam Cole comes back to the ring and says he's the real number one contender, whether NXT wants to admit it or not. Karen Cross arrives and argues with Cole until Regal comes out again. Bless him. Must be packed by this stage. He denies Cole a title shot, but Cross interrupts and says he wants everyone at the next takeover. Gargano. O'Reilly, Dunn, and Cole. Regal agrees, and Cole trashes the announce table. The best bit of this was Cole saying, you know how they make you look good? They give you the music, they give you the women, they give you the cool effects. You know how they make me look good? They ring the bell. Oh, Oh, all right. And it's weird, though, because he's saying all this, and the crowd is cheering him. Mm -hmm. That's not what they want, though, is it? Is this what we should we be cheering Cole right now? Are we supposed to be? Mm. I like Harry and Cross, but I prefer yeah. Adam Cole, and I think that's that's uh, what's happened see. there. I saw this. Mm. This honestly, this show went down well in the uh, cultaholic office because Ben Potter tweeted about how NXT was NXT had rapidly improved once again since Adam Cole was back and dominating the show, and I was like, that's an interesting point of view. And I know that Andrew as well is a big fan of Adam Cole. Because of their cute little Twitch relationship they've got. Oh, going that's on. right. Yes, because Andrew's a bad guy now. So that's why he's saying stuff like that. Oh, that yes, of sense. course. He's such but a good also, character, that lad. But also, he once raided Adam Cole after a Twitch stream. And apparently, Adam Cole, because he's very charming in real life, he's not actually a nasty person, was like, Cole's a holic. And Andrew got all bashful. And then Adam Cole raided <laughs> Andrew during one of his streams. And Andrew was just made up, bless him. So they've nice, got a nice he's a nice friend. lad called. Oh, he's he's one of the nicest wrestlers I've ever met. I interviewed him backstage once at one of our shows, and the theme of the interview was like the whole thing about wrestling personas being you with the volume turned up. And I was like, that doesn't seem to be you. And he was like, no, I, I if that works for some people, fine. But I just I just turn into a different person. I was like, oh, fair enough, that's fair. And he was a lovely guy. Yeah, sorry to ruin his just ruin his gimmick. He's <laughs> actually very kind. Oh, what were people saying? Um, the Jaguars, Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars, get that name right? Yeah. yeah. I don't follow American sports. Um, it's all fake. They took a photo with the both the pinnacle and the inner circle. Like, it was great to help with AEW. And I had people at me going, kayfabe, they killed kayfabe. I'm like, mate, 
You're on the Twitter app, adding these people. Like, they, these people, who, they, on this podcast, we talk about the entire career, like, they've killed KP. Yeah. <laughs> Silly. Uh, anyway, they get a hype package for Carmelo Hayes. He accepts Kushida's open challenge for the Cruiserweight title. He loses, but comes across strong. Mm-hmm, yeah, good, fair, fair play. Good debut. Yeah. Good times. Uh, Canister Ray and Indy Hartwell are interviewed backstage, but Indy is distracted because he's listening to an 80s power ballad mixtape. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. she's heartbroken because it's gone bad between her and Dexter. Oh. So she's listening tells to like... her to focus and they head to the ring. Dexter Loomis comes along and puts her headphones on. It says here, love is still alive, which (laughs) is the name of one of the songs that she was listening to. I don't know what the song was, but I think it was meant to sound like, I want to know what love is or something like one of those sort of Uh, songs. I I hope it it was just Smooth FM, the best of. So it was like, (laughs) oh, bye, my (laughs) Yeah. Candice and Indy beat Zoe Stark and Zayda in a short match, which is weird because you figured Zoe wouldn't be doing any jobs right now. Mm. Like, no mask for us, but I guess whatever NXT is so deep you have to be very smart to appreciate it and in the main event MSK defend the tag titles against Mendoza and Wild. the Kressel young vets try to interfere but are cut off by Champa and Thatcher later Santos Escobar tries to help his teammates but Bronson Reed runs in to take him out and MSK retain yeah, was, I love a bit here about Bronson at the end he's appearing out of nowhere well just the way that he appeared <laughs> yeah it's like hey here I am splat yeah and he's and he's big so it's like yeah. can hurt you as well as he's appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he's like Brian Cage. He's the coolest and the strongest and the fastest. That's right. He's only like that guy who, who said, I'm not finished with you and would be a... Tr- oh, he's gone now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this was a... I thought this was an exciting main event. Uh, there was a lot of interference, but it, it was just a general chaotic feel. And I thought it worked mm. all right. Everyone yeah. was really fast in the match, which helps. Everyone was really quick. So that was good as well. And MSK getting cheers to always again. get that kind of final match of the night tone. Yeah. Right, usually as well. Yeah, often. Yeah. And MSK are bloody fast, like. They run very quickly. <laughs> yeah. They certainly can. They run on very quickly to the next segment, oh. which is now. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Let's have a little old look in the mailbag. Rummaging, rummaging, rummage, rummaging, rummage, rummaging are rummage. we. Yes. <laughs> hey, lads. The return of a proper crowd at Double or Nothing was fantastic. I had grown used to the Thunderdome, but when watching this week's Raw after AEW, it felt more artificial than ever. Which moments in the last year or so do you wish there was a live crowd to see? For me, maybe Tucker turning on Otis. I genuinely believe the crowd reaction would be huge and force WWE to let them at least have a match. Still Mm. salty. Yeah, me too, pal. Cheers for all you do. Been a bit up and down lately, but your content makes me smile every day. I don't watch the Twitch streams live, but watch the VOD of every single one of them without fail. Oh, Thanks, guys. Oh. Jack Coyle. Oh, thank, thank you Jack. very much. Thank Thanks. you. It took a turning on Otis. Would, yeah. That would be great. That's I a mean, good point. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's good one, Drew winning the title, of course, would have been unbelievable yeah. in front yeah. of an audience. Um, uh, Ray and Dominic for a recent one winning the tag belts yeah. together and their promo afterwards was sad because it was a nice promo but it was just in front of the Thunderdome screen yeah. so yeah. yeah probably Reigns return mm. oh yeah mm. just that entire, the, the oh no real so boos far. now boo you're a bad guy I think I know there was a crowd of like wrestlers and extras there but the, when Omega won the belt and then left the building in AEW I think yeah. he would have got quite a lot of heat and I loved 
I just would have loved the cheer when Marvez stepped out from behind that production truck to stop. <laughs> Wait a minute, where are you going? But um, generally, it's like the big good guy, babyface wins, isn't it? That are, yeah. that are the ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hey lads, the return of. Let's try that question. Hi lads, <laughs> thought I'd start by thanking you. I had such a good time talking with you guys. Got to scroll down. Hi lads, thought I'd start by thanking you for this weekly podcast. I have fallen out of regular viewership of wrestling, and your podcast gives me a succinct, 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 a lovely rundown of the weekly events, along with some great entertainment interspersed between. That's actually better than most of the shows themselves. Kudos! Wow. I hope you love speed run. High praise. Yeah. Freemasonry, Les Dennis, oh, I told you. <laughs> Freemasonry <laughs> and speed run. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of entertainment, my question relates to the recent firings of people working for WWE Studios. Ah. Surely now with record profits, they would be looking to save money even more. So instead of wasting money writing new movies, they could simply reshoot some old ones with their current wrestlers. Oh, okay. Which wrestlers do you think WWE Studios could recast in some classic movies? I was thinking along the lines of using AJ Styles and Omos to play Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dan DeVito in Twins. Or even using AEW <laughs> Dub Talents, the Young Bucks, to play the dual role of Steve Martin in The Jerk. All the best to you all from Australia. Callum. Oh, <laughs> Thank Caleb, you, Callum. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, Callum. Good day and all that. Callum? Um, Callum, was it Callum or Callum? Well, if it's one L, I'm not sure if it's Callum or Callum. I reckon that's still Callum. But Please let us know, know, Callum, with one L. And there's Matthews with one T in Australia as well, so... Oh! You know. Bizarre. That's bizarre, even more than the Young Bucks playing both roles of Steve Martin. I'm trying to think here. Uh, this yeah. should surely be one... Shout some time to prepare for this one. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Can we have Ricochet in Flubber as the Flubber? That would be good. <laughs> Why does he does he lose a match at the very end? I haven't seen the film. <laughs> Just because he flips about. Flubber, I thought as a kid, I thought Flubber was a good film, and then I rewatched it. Robin Williams is fantastic, obviously, but yeah. the films the films not that good. It's a bit crap, isn't it? Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. The basketball yeah. game's funny. Yeah. When they're dribbling, like that's good. But apart from that, I'm just like you know, I'd I'd take. And it's it's wrestling themed, so it'd be even easier. They don't even need to try; they're already wrestlers. Uh, just just do No Holds Barred again, but with a modern cast. Oh! But keep Hogan the same age and make him make him still be the main character. Oh, I've got one: Wolf Go of on. Wall Street and Ted DiBiase. As oh. the, or Trevor Lee. Or Trevor Lee. Oh. Can Trevor yeah. Lee. Be he could be um the uh, I forgot his name now. Comedian with the teeth. Jonah Hill. Yeah. With the teeth. Oh, he's got teeth in Wolf of yeah, Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, okay, right, okay. Um, so, Trevor Lee, I heard this thing between you, you and your cousin. What? Oh, that's normal around <laughs> my part. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's too much, there's too much scope here. There's too much. Yeah, I mean, you could, there's, there's a huge range of, of directions you could go. Sting and the Irishman. Where Just the face in. paint the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you paint faces. We uh, said we said last uh, week, Sam, that yeah. um, we were talking about um, Pachiti and the cult that he's built for himself on Twitch. Right. Because it really is like I don't know if you've ever tuned in for one of his Tuesday ones. 
but they they just love him. That's mate, it. Mate, the countdown for his stream beginning was like I just logged on. Oh, I just signed in and I was like, oh, I'll see what Pachi's doing. But it was before he'd started and it was the countdown and the chat's like 400 people all going, leader, yeah. leader. I was like, mm. this is bizarre. So last week I said that he should be Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. He's just gone off. Ah. He's gone AWOL. <laughs> nice. And he's just there, I, the, just in the corner. Just Yeah, and we I, cast you as uh, Dennis Hopper, Sam. Well, you said you would be Dennis Hopper <laughs> yeah, with the camera. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? Know. Why are you trying to destroy what he's created? Come on. Man. I don't know if Matthew will get this, uh, but Matthew's probably the... the, the out of the two of you, I'm sorry, okay. Jack. No, it's fine. Uh, but we could remake Fitzcarraldo, but with Vince oh. McMahon in the leading role. <laughs> Who's he trying to push, though? He's pulling Natalia. an entire. It, it's it's a it's a wrestling cruise over He's an to island. Natalia through this. <laughs> it's it's a full blown cruise with fans on the boat and everything, and he's just furiously trying to get that boat over the hill. It's for Bandy. Werner Herzog still pulls out a gun on him and everything. It, it, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. All the- <laughs> All the tribal chiefs come up to goes, do you want us to kill Vincent Mann? No, no, no. We need him to finish the film. <laughs> God, what a film. But there was a moment. There was a moment. There was a moment. I immediately, what was it? After he says, yeah. after the uh, the natives uh, uh, requested, we can kill him for you, you know, be no problem. Yeah. I said, no, 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 don't do that. Immediately afterwards, I regretted my decision. <laughs> oh, I love you, Werner Herzog. I know that, um, oh, is that Werner Herzog? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've only seen Grizzly. Kinski. I've seen Grizzly Man and I recently watched the oh. one, yeah, it's called like, it's not called that's a Rage Against the Machine song, but it's called like People of the Sun or something like that. Yeah. It's the one where he goes to the Sahara and is filming a tribe who are all about beauty and vanity and it's really yeah. bizarre. Oh, and the men wow. are all like the men are all like really tall, they're all like way over six foot and they do beauty pageants, but the men are all being judged by the women. Oh, it was Where? bizarre. It was crazy. It was really oh, interesting. We might actually have you that should... man. When a Herzog thing, then if they're all you six should foot check and beautiful. Out, right. uh, his narrative stuff, Jack, like before he kind of got really into the doc side of right. things. He has some really, really good narrative mm. films. So well nice. worth checking out. I mean, Grizzly Man was just I can very... listen to him talk for, for weeks. Oh yeah. like, he's just it, it's the perfect voice. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um I I know that I know that Calm specified classic films, but I I couldn't do this question without casting Cody Rhodes as Guile in the Street Fighter movie. Because I would just... He's Bison, very American. surely. No, no, Cody's Guile. He looks like Guile. Bison, I, I'd still say, personality-wise, just as a character, Bison all there's day. A bit yeah, in, is Guile a bad guy? There's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit in the street... Some of you seen it, because if you've not, they need to see it. I've seen it a long time ago, oh, but I have my seen it. God. Have you seen Werner Herzog, Street Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit where he punches... He uppercuts a guy, yeah. and he... It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he, in fact, I wouldn't recast him because Jean-Claude Van Damme's perfect, even though he's not American. And he flexes his arm and as he punches him and then yeah. his bicep pops up and he's got the American flag tattooed on it. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's so bad. And interrupt, Cody was taken to the cinema to see that by Dusty Rhodes. And he said that when that happened, he tweeted one time, when that happened, did the punch in the American flag, Dusty went, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> Cody's tweeted. Do you remember that tweet? I didn't even know that Cody liked that film. Oh, I've never gone about that. Like, oh, because like, Cody's like a cool nerd, I guess. So yeah, he wasted cool opportunities to talk to him. Oh, about it, Jack. mate, Matthew, you. Dad, Dad, can I see Street Fighter? Ah, Matthew, you might not have seen it, but in the the venue we always used to run in Manchester, the Bowlers Exhibition Centre, right? Mm. There was a room up there that was like an, a replica of the the Mos Eisley Cantina, mm. so it was like little mannequins of all the aliens sat around, like there's Greedo and all that. And when Cody saw it, like his eyes just lit up. Like he started telling us the backstory of each alien in there and stuff. <laughs> yeah. We were like, "Wow, he's big into Star Wars. He knows his yep. stuff." 
Yeah. It was cool. He also had his jacket with him. Do you remember when he used to start wearing that jacket with the American yeah. flag on the back? Yeah. So he sat there like Han Solo pointing his... It was very cool and I hated him for it. I was like, this is cooler <laughs> than I would be. Yeah. Because that's it. I'm mad. I'm like, damn it, you're a wrestler and you're a nerd. And then he cosplayed as... Um, well, I forget which snake it was. Him and his family all dressed up. As the Metal Gear Solid? Ring of Honor Final Battle. Oh. His dog cool. was dressed up. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, damn it! I wish that was me. He's good. At, he's certainly good at dressing up. There was uh, the Ring of Honor where he had that old school match, the strap match against Jay Lethal, and he came out with Lethal Sucks eggs on his old school yeah. like wrestling T-shirt. Yeah, good at dressing up. Let's have Cody in. Yeah. Next week he'll have an even older school shirt because I I broke the UK's heart. <laughs> Can we have Cody in School of Rock? But instead of teaching the kids how to play the instruments, he just betters them in one-on-one guitar battles and stuff like that. And just uh, nice try, kid. I like him as. I like it. That's good though. But I do like him though, Jay. I think got some more bison. But why do they keep on booing me? Wait, <laughs> Kenny Omega's bison. He's so over oh, the top. And yeah, hammy. yeah. That's... Yeah, I can see that. I'm locked. I'm locked. Keep Torrance, your so own guard. Can you make a promos? What? I'm, I'm locked out of Torrance, so I can't watch. Can you make a promo? Uh. Raul Julian, that film is outstanding. Yeah, he's just outstanding in general. Yeah. As I flew from, what's it? Wait, hang on. He's talking about. I beheld Satan. Yeah, I yeah, fell yeah. from heaven. <laughs> like lightning. Like lightning. And then Guile hits him with like a spinning bucket, <laughs> and it's so it's so over the top, but it's fantastic. The, the biggest, These guys like, with strings just throwing them inside <laughs> that. The big, One, oh yeah. two, we. Because at this point, sorry Sam, for a bit of context, Gile thinks he's won because he's kicked Bison into a computer and electrocuted yeah. him to death, but the computer has actually transferred its power to Bison. Yeah, <laughs> so he course. starts flying and he's like, yeah. I'm now imbued with the energy that levitates bullet trains from Tokyo to yeah. Osaka. And he's flying about. <laughs> it's so like platform and it levitates. My saddle of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, the only the only bad thing about that film, the biggest letdown for me was that my favorite Street Fighter guy is Ken, and they re, they relegate Ryu or Ryu. Ryu. Do they call him Ryu, Ryu or Ryu? In the film, they call him Ryu. Or no, they don't. They relegate them to like street hustlers. Like it's just yeah. a bit con men. It's just a bit like weird. Well, they try and Van sell, Damme's the big star, you know. They sell guns to Sagat. But then he tests the guns by firing them and they've got ping pong balls in. And he's like, you've tried to screw me. It's really stupid. Hmm. Anyway. And you have a good line of that. That isn't Raul Julia. He goes, look at him. It's Vega. The greatest fighter since Iron Fist. And then Ken goes, oh yeah? Whatever happened to him? He retired and became me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from Street Fighter the movie. Which is about- Again, we should, we one need day we'll do to, that mega podcast. We need to watch it. along. Oh, yeah, again. we do. We say this every week. We never do. I know, I know. <sighs> Greetings and salutations. 90s film reference. Fancy a guess. <laughs> 90s. Wait, what was Greetings it? Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. Uh, I'm going to Google it. Yeah, you Google it and we'll pretend to know it. We'll edit in so we go, we know what that was. I'm writing this just after the W releases from Wednesday. I don't want to trivialize the effects of such a release I've had on those involved, but I'm curious how such events affect you as a hardcore wrestling fans and people who actually make a living out of this biz. Also, and somewhat linked to that, how do you keep invested in wrestling generally? Thanks so much for everything you're doing. Stay safe, stay awesome. Chip from Romania. Thank you, Chip Lovely. from Romania. Thank Go on, you Sam. very much. Demolition Man. 
Oh, that. Oh, no, it even says PS, the 90s film was a Sloan type starring Barrel of 90s cheese, <laughs> Devolution Man. Oh, now there's a film. Have you seen that, Jack? Oh. No. You've never oh, seen Devolution get Man? That watched. <gasps> get that watched. Mate, it's, it's Wesley Snipes. It's a half Snipes. a satire. It's like a satire comment. It's done very well. It's oh, honest. It's great. Oh. Jesse Ventura is in it. Oh, so what was the question, Matthew? I was too busy okay. Googling. Talk about Devolution Man for another 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question, though. Uh, how does the events like everyone get released? You know, this week, the previous week, the previous week, uh, affect you as a hardcore wrestling so, fan? And how do you keep investing in wrestling generally? Which I think are good questions. It's a good question. This, uh, yeah, definitely. COVID mm. time we've been going through. So why don't you start us off, Jack? So I try and sometimes, because if you get too invested and you start feeling too bad for people when they, and, and rightly so, feeling bad for them when they get released and stuff, it is very easy to become a bit disillusioned with it. So mm-hmm. you've got, and especially with things like speaking out and stuff, it became very easy to get disillusioned with wrestling. Um, so you've got to try and I try and sort of detach myself and think oh, I don't really know these people a lot of them and and they're all talented enough that they can hopefully find success elsewhere so I just try and think oh as we'll see in the big question later on like oh it'll be exciting to think what might come next so you've got to try and look ahead and keep a positive attitude but in staying interested in wrestling or invested it's actually quite hard sometimes for me it goes in waves like, sometimes I'll be well up for wrestling. I'll be like, oh, there's a big pay-per-view this weekend. That's yeah. awesome. But then sometimes, and it's probably going to come up because it's usually in the gap between Mania and the end of... It's like the dead part of the year. Oh, after SummerSlam, sorry. That's when it usually gets harder to stay invested. I just try and think, like, even if something isn't a very good show, maybe there'll be noteworthy stuff happening on it. So the Saudi Arabia shows are a perfect example. Like, they were morally dubious and not good shows, but something stupid always happened that we could talk and laugh about afterwards. So I yeah. don't know, just try and try and not get too obsessed with quality because at the moment, sometimes it's wrestling's not that good. I think you, you're right. Uh, like in terms of the, you just got to kind of keep a mental, like a positive mental attitude about it. But it, it's, and look at it, you know, from the standpoint that these people are talented and they are going to go on and, yeah. and work elsewhere. If not, they will maybe return to the company one day or they'll retire happily. But it, it's kind of just always been a part of the industry and it's it's one that sucks, but you, you kind of, especially in the work we do, you, you just got to kind of prepare for it, you know, when it happens and, and, and try and see, as Jack said, the, the positive side of it. And, over, but, and overall as well, I should mention, when, when it comes to just staying interested in wrestling, hmm. um, a lot of the time we just sort of have, I'm sure it's the same for you two as well, where we have like moments of clarity where it's like, well, hang on, like we are we are figures who people listen to talking about wrestling. Like that's a very fortunate position. It's a very good position. It's a very fun position to be yeah. in. So you can yeah. never get too down about, you can never get too bored of it. No, like, I, I think, you know, you, you do end up always, always, you always end up going through waves where it's like, I can't face another episode of raw. I can't face this. I don't really want to watch that. I've got better things to do if they're just going to do this to me again this week. But you've always got to kind of just move forward with it as jack said you know we're very lucky to to get to even talk about it and and on top of that the way i i sort of deal with it is that you know even if i don't feel like watching raw that week i'll just kind of read up on it or i'll watch highlights but i'll make sure to watch something that i have no idea about so i'll go watch some cmll or i'll find a random indie or i'll just find something that i don't know anybody preferably in a different language so i can't even understand the commentary and i can just enjoy the wrestling mm. at that point I'd, that's it i'd be interested in what matthew thinks because you've been you've been making content about wrestling longer than us far longer than how us, do you yeah. so how do you stay how does it not get old basically see 
Well, during this period, I try to be all happy and upbeat about stuff because of this podcast. And I think a lot of people notice because we got alerted by the YouTube comments going, Matthew doesn't seem like he's enjoying a lot of wrestling. Um, I, like what I was on TV and I'm not, I'm, I'm generally speaking raw, you know, because SmackDown's mm-hmm. all right. SmackDown's not great consistently, but it's three or so or two like good bits worth watching. AEW, I still prefer that, but then we come to Raw or something. Oh, Raw and NXT. Um, and I just started realizing I'm being all right with it because, like you just said, Sam, I'm not always in the mood to watch this. So yeah. I'll skip lots of bits now. I'll go, what's happening? All right, skip the end. Cool, that happened. Okay, that looks like terrible. I remember there being a thing where you have to watch every single bit on Raw. That sounds like an insane thing. Wow, Raw has been really bad these past six weeks. Let me watch it again. Oh, it was really bad this week as well. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing to myself? This is ridiculous. Mental health should come first. I shouldn't be having to go like, no, you have to watch this Lana storyline, Matthew. Mm. You have to. But Chidi will punch you in the face next time she sees you if you don't do it. Like, no, that's not what happens. So, and NXT, again, it's just because it doesn't do anything for us. I don't see any reason for me to watch it yeah. and go, pretend to be excited and obviously do a horrible acting job on this show. I mean, I don't re- it's not said anywhere that when you're doing this stuff, you have to watch every segment. Oh, no, then you, you want to watch a segment. Oh, Tusk, Tusk, Matthew. You yeah, are thrown out, out of the chamber of wrestling people. Oh, no. <laughs> shout out Please to bring Ross, in you. Grimm's Toy Store to take your place instead because he watches Raw all, 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 every second of it. I'm like, well, I was going right, to say, fine, shout out to Ross for doing WTF for so long because yeah, yeah, he, he's he a person watch every have segment a, of, yeah, 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 We should yeah. ask this question next week when Ross is back and just ask him, yeah, like, yeah how, how do you keep saying? Um, yeah, you should. And also, just remember it's wrestling. I think I put too much emphasis when speaking out was happening. It was really getting to me. I told me mom's like, it's yeah. like Matthew. Why? Why do you? No, no offense, Matthew. And obviously you like the wrestling stuff, but like, who are these wrestlers to you? They're just aren't they just like performers? There's people on TV, or maybe you go see them. And I'm like, you're not friends with any of them. You know, like, oh God, hey, hey, hello, wrestler. You know, oh hello, Matthew, my lifelong. I named my child after you. No, it's nothing <laughs> like that. They're just, they're just dudes, and some of them are nicer, and some of them are cooler, like Adam Cole with the Twitch stuff. But they're just they're just people. There's people yeah. who I don't know and go, well, that was a nice Canadian destroyer. That's it. It was and so weird. caring less, caring less. I think I did really get myself too involved and in like, oh, the huge upsurge of the UK and Irish wrestling scene. Oh my God, it's amazing. We're all cool. That We're all in it together. It, it? And it was like, no, we're not. No, whoa, 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 guess... whoa. Put, putting the handbrake on and jumping out the window. No, we're not in this. Day. Absolutely not. And uh, I think that's actually helped in a way because it's like, Matthew, have you heard the news about this? I, I don't care. It's. I guess it's, okay. it's. It's less. Not so much caring as much. It, it's more just behaving like a general, you know, viewer when you would first get yeah. into wrestling before it was your job. You're not going to yeah. sit and, you know, when I first got into wrestling, I wasn't sat looking at all the magazines and no. getting all the information. Then I reached kind of peak level with that stuff, and then now this is what I do. But I think it is important, yeah, every now and then to kind of just go back to your viewing pattern, maybe for a couple of weeks every now and then, just when you were a fan. And if that means skipping out, you know, an hour here or there or being a bit late to get to the episode or whatever, then fine. As long as you read up and you know about it when you have to, then fine. Yeah. Obviously, I know it's contradictory to what you guys do, but you don't always have to be like, you have to watch this first and get your thoughts out quick. It's like, it, it, you, yeah. you, you don't really, it's not like, oh no, if I don't get the, if I don't get a gif of something of Raw, then that's it. The yeah. world ends, it, it's fine. By watching lots of wrestling and doing the editing, and getting put down by lots of channels, getting taken down and look like they're kind of coming back. Yay. I'm still able to watch bits of wrestling and go, that was nice. I yeah. like that bit. And still, even me. Yeah. So it, it just as long as you remember, it is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. If you're not getting any <laughs> enjoyment, on take a break or just skip bits. Only well, watch I was going to say, like, 
I'm very excited for the Euros coming up. It's always nice to have other things to watch and pay attention to other yeah. than mm. wrestling as well. And and especially because like international football tournaments are like my favourite thing. I don't know why. I just absolutely <laughs> love them. Absolutely love international football. I love all the narratives. But yeah. it's nice for that to be happening for like a month or so where I can like I can like get invested in something that's not just wrestling for a while. Mm-hmm. In regards to like people getting let go and how it affects Raw, uh, well, nothing's affecting Raw. Raw's already crap. Um, <laughs> but people had like, looked like they were going to go places, like again, Black on SmackDown, uh, Santana Garrett, who was just about to get pushed and everything else like that. Yeah, that, that takes the wind out of the sails. But wrestling is cyclical, always builds up to something. It's never like a great episode and everything's restored. There's always angles. So it's an expression that people mock, but you do have to wait and see where these things go. Because they can one yeah. week can be like that's terrible. Second week, oh, it's even worse. Third week, fourth week, fifth week, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but I'm prepared to give these things time before it sucks, and then laugh at it if it still sucks. Good so, questions. There. Yeah, those yeah. that was a very good question. Thank you, Paul, and everybody else uh, who may or may not have watched Demolition Man. We recommend, by the way, that's our film of the week. After you watch Street Fighter for the fifteenth oh, time, watch Demolition when, Man. Make it double we're not, bill. We're not getting Ross Tuttle's movie of the week. Hopefully next time. I just I've been enjoying Ross that. I've been movie jo- of the week. So Sam Ross Ross wants Demolition wrote, Man. Thanks, Ross. Ross once wrote his notes and then just randomly went. I don't know why I've put this here, but I put that reversal is Ross Tweddle's move of the week, and then, <laughs> and that's become <laughs> like a thing. So can't wait for that to come back. Yeah, can't wait for Ross to come back. Until then, please. No have- offense to Sam. Not saying. I you know bad, non, non taken now. Non taken. Okay, it's all right. I'm sorry. used to it. Sorry, I'm used to it. Sorry. That's Sam, the, cheat, the uh, seat warmer driver. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Please send questions, thoughts, queries, and anything else that's on your head to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Ah, as if this podcast is not <sighs> enough. There's a Reese's Pieces. Mm. Hello, all. Hope all's well. Oh, it is. Following on from Eurovision. Yes, we are still going to talk about it. And with the Euros soon upon us, I have attempted to combine both ideas in order to switch up the Reese's Pieces format a little bit. Yes! I am proposing you guys vote in a single elimination tournament of wrestler songs. No! Imagine a wrestling song contest where we are eliminating entrants to crown an ultimate winner. As always, this isn't a definitive ranking of the single best wrestler song ever, just the best of this selection. It will involve a little bit of inventory management, though. No! So I would recommend the pen and apologies in advance. Oh, oh. Hopefully the below uh, outline explains everything. Oh, my Thanks God. Again. This is on a pay-per-view week. <laughs> I know. Thanks again for all of you. I should so point for out... us, it never I've goes... I've got editing to do. I should, I should point out that... Before realising that he couldn't do this week's podcast, Ross did choose these questions, so I'm assuming this is a rib from him. <laughs> <laughs> What's the longest, most awkward... Reese's Pieces we've got Sam can do it Love and Hugs Black Country Smoggy Adam from the Twitch thank ah, you pal Black Country Smoggy Adam yeah and it's a round of 16 and it obviously breaks it down A versus B C versus D and then quarterfinals semifinals finals okay. oof I'm just going to you know I'll just do this in bits and then just delete when appropriate alright two seconds inventory management of the week okay cool so we have to vote now Elias, amen, I'm going in. I assume that's his modern one. Is that what it's called? Wait, what? what? Is this Elias's main? Oh. Okay. Uh, this is Jeff Jarrett with my baby tonight. 
My baby oh, tonight wins. God, my baby tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, in my days working harder. John Cena, basic thugonomics, or <laughs> wait, 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 or The Rock, pie. Oh no, <laughs> basic, basic thugonomics, basic thugonomics. I mean, isn't it supposed to be wrestler themes? Did The Rock ever come out to pie? You remember at WrestleMania when Rock came out to pie? No. I preferred um, his song with Wyclef Jean. It doesn't matter. That was a good one. It doesn't matter. I like about the songs he made to Big Pie. I think I think Thugonomics pips that one there. Oh, all right. Well, I'll vote the Rock Pie because it doesn't matter anymore. Um, Honky Tonk Man, cool, cocky, bad, okay. Or R Truth, what's up? Oh, what's up? What's, what's up? up? What's up? Yeah. I like what's up. No, I'm going cool, cocky, no. bad. You kidding? Look, R Truth's never seemed oh, like he on. he is as 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 horrible a person as Honky is. So. But for some reason, for some reason, for some reason, WWE have really rammed "Cool Cocky Bad" and yeah. "With My Baby Tonight" down our throats a lot. They think they're like the best songs they've ever done for some reason. So, I'm, in defiance of that, I'm going for "What's Up." Oh yeah. god, I hate this. Well, Jesse Ventura, "The Body Rules." I don't know. I don't remember that. Or Roddy Piper, "I'm Your Man." Oh Roddy, no, Roddy oh, Piper. I, I didn't think much of that. I, I like when, uh, Roddy Piper's "For Everybody." Song. I like Shane Ritchie's cover of. Uh, was it Shane Ritchie? Who plays Alfie Moon in EastEnders? Yeah, Shane Ritchie. Yeah, I liked his cover of I'm Your Man. It was just a real song when he did it. Baby, I'm your man. Okay, well, I think that's not decided then. Sam. Yeah. No, it wasn't the same song. I'm just, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't th- th- those are both bad. Nah, these are some weird yeah. picks. Uh, Mickey James, hardcore country. Or Michael Hayes, Bad Street USA. Bad, bad Street, Street USA. USA. All day. How are Baddest street in the whole US of A. Jimmy when Hart. They did, when they did that at Every the time I move in this chair. Wait, when they did that for the Hall of Fame and it went on for like half an hour. And they forgot the lyrics. And they're just there going like, they were really tired by the end as well. And I we think left it, the flat and they we were singing get, it. And we, we went, went, to get, went we went to get pizza or something or to shoot a video or something. Yeah, we went to, I think, did we go and get beer or we went to Access we went or something? Somewhere. We came back and we they were still back. going. They were still singing because but on the way, we a limousine passed us reeking of weed. And I honestly think that Snoop Dogg was late well, to the hall. I honestly, I'm genuinely... But the window came down and it was billowing I'm out. I'm serious like, right now, yeah. This limo rolled past us, reeking of weed, and then it was as if the Freebirds were filling time at the Hall of Fame. I reckon Snoop Dogg was late to that Hall of Fame because he was getting inducted afterwards. Yeah. And I think they were honestly 100% think that we saw Snoop Dogg's limo. I'm just saying. One, two, three, and to the bow. Sorry. Thank you, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so teacherly. It was. Mr. Jimmy King. Hart, Girls in Cars. Oh, <sighs> Girls in Cars. Wait, that wasn't Jimmy Hart's theme. It was... Um, he will have wrote force, it. Wasn't it. Girls in Cars. Oh, Vincent Mann, Stand Back. Oh, Stand, stand back. back. Once I was a boy. Oh, oh man. Stand Girls in Cars is so good. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll pick Vincent Mann just because it's, it's not Jimmy Hart's theme. Vince does a dance... Ball. And there's Hulk Hogan on the base. <laughs> yeah. Leader, when I get you alone. What? Why? I don't remember this. Which one was that? Is that, is that Boy Hits Car? No, no, these are songs Boy that Hits Car. These are all songs that they've done, I think. Boy Hits Car. I think, as I said, it's like the original album, isn't it? Or oh, Trish Stratus, I Just Want You. Leader, what was it called? When, when I, I Get You Alone. You. It's a song by her. It's going to make sure we can't hear it. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what. I don't know which one to go for. Then I'll go for Lita's, I suppose, because she's yeah, rock. Just go for Lita. Yeah. 
Chris Jericho, Judas, oof, or Tyler Breeze, mmm, gorgeous. No, no, Judas is a good song, it's just been overplayed. No, I'm just saying oof because it's like, there's no chance whoever's got a vote. Well, this is Tyler Breeze, mmm, gorgeous. It's, it's, been, it's been absolutely rammed down our throats to the point where we're, we're, we're just, we're full of Judas now, and, and, you know, it is a good song, but, but fuzzy. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is slightly better than, than mm, gorgeous. I'm going for Judas as well, unfortunately. I'm, I'm picking Judas, sorry. Okay, so now we're down to the... Uh, interesting picks, by the way. <laughs> the greatest theme songs ever. No, no, anyway, it's not Jeff, themes. It's songs that they've done. Jeff Jarrett with My Baby Tonight or John Cena, Basic Thugonomics. I'm going Thugonomics. for Basic Thugonomics. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're picking that over with my baby tonight. Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. I just I never it got wasn't why even it was. By Jeff I never Jarrett. got why I never got why it, it was. Funny. Was, it was the was roadie. It was the ro- It was by <laughs> yeah. Road Dog. It was Road Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Road Dog says it's that. Home. I, it was revealed. That. I never no, got I why it was. A, I never got why it was a funny bit. I didn't get it. I'm going for. You're basic supposed to believe a nilly, but by that point, it's like all right, great. Girl, you know it's girl, you know. Yeah, you know, know it's girl, girl, you know. Oh, that video is amazing. If people don't know that, but Millie Vanilli were. A very thing of their times. No one talks about them anymore. But they were, they were these very good-looking models who ad, uh, not ad-libbed, sang along lip-synced. to lip sync. Thank you, lip synced along to recordings done by people who look nothing like that. But they it was a secret. It was kayfabe. It was kayfabe. So very popular at the time. And then one night, and it's a good video. Please, please go on YouTube to see it because <laughs> so every time it's amazing. The the audio machine started skipping. Oh my so god! Because girl, 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 you know, know it's, it's true. Girl, you know I think that's the that's the full chorus. So it's just skipped on. Girl, you know it's girl. The guys tell the story. They start going, going like. They start. Well, going, what do you want me to do? I run off stage. I can't. What are you supposed to do? Go, girl, you know it's. It's so bad. <laughs> Say it thirty-eight times. <laughs> and that was the end of their career once I found out because they tried yeah. to make the real mini vanilla, but by that yeah. point, no one cared. So, uh, like a quiz. Our truth. What's up? Or Ready Piper? Army Man. What's, what's up? up? Yeah, Michael Hayes, Bad Street USA, or Vince Man, stand back, stand oh, back, stand back. No. Uh, yes, I'll go for. Yeah. No way. What was the other one? Bad Street. Bad Street. USA. Go for Bad Street. Oh, Matthew's got the deciding vote. Oh my god. Uh... Stand back. Ooh. Oh, cross, oh, cross, cross. Stand back from these these rotten picks. Uh, leader. When I get you alone, or Chris Jericho, Judas, 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 yeah, John Cena, Basic Thugonomics, or R Truth, What's Up? Oh, it's a rap battle for the ages. Oh. <laughs> what's up? For the, what's, what's up? up? Yeah, what's up? yeah. People over there. What's up? If it was Cena's other theme, I'd pick that. But or yeah. Bad Bad Man. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't ever John Cena. What? It was a Keisha's theme, wasn't it? No, I mean the John Cena single with Bumpy Knuckles and someone oh. else. Don't I, F with John Cena, I'm a bad, bad man. And the video is like, they're all dressed as the A-team. I think he's like Hannibal Oh, face. that one. Well, I remember the A-team video. But I remember yeah. that song. Oh. Vincent Man, Stand Back or Jericho Judas? Stand Back. Oh, no. It's more iconic. Yeah, Stand Back, just for the novelty of it, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, Vince dancing. Bad, so, the grand finale. The, the, the main event of all main events. <laughs> Our <laughs> truth, what's up? Or oh, Vincent Man, stand back. I've got to stand back, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I think it's hard to. There's a whole dance you routine stand and back everything. Over what's up? Yeah, yeah. Since I was a boy, my mama told me <laughs> stand back. 
It sounds like Ace of Spades, but in like a lounge version. It sounds like Ace of Spades. Stand back. That's it. That's the build up to the Ace of Spades in the chorus. Um, the only card you need is to stand back. And don't forget the Joker. <laughs> Maybe I'm, what I'm saying is those two songs could be mashed up very easily. Oh, no. Oh, let's get it done. Get DJ Cumberbund to do that. Yeah. So that means the grand oh my winner. God. He's he obviously he's edited in this podcast. Richard Tubman, right? Once tried to well, I don't know if he tried I don't know if I was actually invited, but I was like, What are you up to tonight, Richard? He was like, I'm gonna see a DJ across the road and you know oh you might not know. You're Cobalt Matthew, the the cool club. And I was like, What's the name of the DJ you're going to see, Richard? Cool. And he said, I'm going to see DJ Bus Replacement Service. And that's the name of the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wow. masked woman. She's um she doesn't reveal her identity, but she's called DJ Bus Replacement Server. Wow, that's how that's how hipster Richard is. Yeah, that sounds like a band that he would Richard, do. Just in my ear, can you? Did you actually yeah. see, or did you cancel? I feel like she might have cancelled. He didn't go in the end. <laughs> oh, you needed someone. You needed someone to go, and I didn't go oh, with him to see okay. DJ oh. Bus Replacement Server. Richard revealing he doesn't go to places by himself either. Meaning Matthew is the coolest man here. Because he <laughs> restaurants by himself. <laughs> Is this is this platter to share? No, thank you. Leave it and go away, please. <laughs> so the grand, the winner cool of the Jules Remain is Vince McMahon. Stand back. He's Stand kissed back. the trophy as we speak. And, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great thing! All these people losing their jobs this week, but Vince McMahon is a winner on this oh, yeah. podcast. He needs a truth. W, and we're happy to help him out. Black Country Smoggy, that worked out surprisingly well. well. And it took me a while. It took the second round for me to realise it was all songs that were sung by the people. So. I'm obviously very clever. I, I would have things. gone for truth, but I like giving youth a chance, so I went for Vince instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice, John. Nice. You don't usually do that type of cynicism. That's nice. Because truth's, cause truth's all... Yeah, 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 Jack, don't ruin it. Uh, so thank you very much for sending us those Reese's Pieces. Good one there, Black Country. And mm-hmm. I hope if you have a Reese's Pieces that you think you can do better, if you don't want to do that one, that, that could work as well. As long as you have the pen and paper there to write all that down. You can by sending them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The ah, mm. what a long, lovely, not drawn out podcast this has been this week. It's been a good one though. Don't, don't, it's not all, it's not all doomus and gloomus. It's fine. It's just, it, some people do like the long ones and some people go, <laughs> No, shut up. And some people go, no, can you make them more bite-sized? Like what okay. Monster Munch used to look like. Now they're what Monster Munch are now. Oh, massive. Monster Munch are ridiculous now. Also, is Monster Munch a claw or is it a monster? Because if you turn a, it upside down, it's a monster. It's a no, claw, No, I always thought it was like the, the, the claw. The, hand, the paw yeah, of the like monster. The hand print. Yeah, yeah, but turn it upside down and it looks like a monster. I'm not having this. No, oh, no, I thought I thought like the same. I'm not having this. No, I thought the same, and then I was like, "Hang on!" And then I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh my!" It's like word. all those, it's like all those people that think Colonel Sanders' tie is a little body. Like, no, no. no that's his tie. That's hundred percent his tie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. Not, just but, no. <laughs> thinks it's a little body. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, they think Colonel Sanders' tie is his body. Sanders. Oh god, I've never seen it like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stink man I've with a super detailed like head. Yeah. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send Richard a picture of this Monster Munch diagram and uh, get him to pop it on the screen, um, if that's all right, Richard. So I just send it looks you like this. Saddam in South Park, if it's like that. Just a <laughs> tiny, tiny little stick body and just a giant head. 
Uh, where Oof, is it? Wasn't ready for that. Sorry, the huge laugh. But... Right, I've, I've sent Richard the old um, the picture of the monster munch monster diagram there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pivotal for the. Oh, it is. Yes. I just want to prove that. Oh, it sorry, might, that sounded really miserable. Be. I'm sorry. We are, of course, at the end of the podcast where we talk one last time about one little thing, and that thing is the big question of the week, which is, what's next? the current crop of WWE releases. I should probably think of a much, much more positive way of saying that because there have been people on Twitter this week who have been going, no, can we, as soon as people get released, can you stop mindlessly speculating? And we're just doing this because people are wondering what's next. The It's not as if you got the WWE and it's, you know, it's like Judge Dredd. It's just a wasteland outside of Mega City 1. Yeah. There's lots of chances, lots of different companies. People getting more, people I should say, places and companies more open now. COVID restrictions coming down in certain places. I'm now imagining... Yet, so there is, it's... Yeah, now we wonder what what is next for these people. I'm now imagining the elite dressed as the wasteland gang from Judge Dredd. What are they called? Uh, one's, the Angel one's, Gang. One's Mean Machine with the clock yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm now imagining them as that. Which yeah, it's definitely... Kenny Omega, but all of his settings are just over the top. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're gonna do that now. <laughs> That's exactly the sort of thing they would do. They won't. It's not. It's not cool enough. It's too niche. Judge Dredd is. Oh, it's too I niche. They'd too have to niche go, reference. Yeah. They'd have to go for Street Fighter or something. Yeah, but really Kenny dressed as... Is this just showing off my lack of knowledge? But I thought Kenny was an obscure Street Fighter character. Ryu and Ken was Matt and Nick, but then Kenny was like a newer one. I oh, played Street Fighter Five though. Who was I? he? Was it... Was he not Akuma? Yes. Oh, yeah. you mean when they dressed up? I thought when they played No, at Fire Fest. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. No, no, it was, it was Akuma. No. Is Akuma famous? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Damn yeah. it. I'm thinking like Street Fighter Two. Like he was the there in uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo, but he was, he was Cody, the, their first the... secret character. So he wasn't in the, the he wasn't in the uh, he was not in the movie. No, no, no. He wasn't in the movie, which is why I'm. If he'd come out dressed as Kylie Minogue, then I would have been on. I would have been a yes. There we go. Anyway, the releases. Sorry, the releases. I <laughs> imagine if those serious wrestling fans click on this and they go, "What? <laughs> yeah. What? All I want to hear is about where when else the Blacks going to join AEW and all this stuff to put up the preamble." Stand back being better than what's up. Stand back. <laughs> so, yeah, where are they going to go? Braun, you were saying earlier, Braun's saying that he's... I heard that... Bra- I don't know where it was, so I'm going to Google it, but I heard that oh, Braun on. might be done with... He might. I think he said he didn't really want to wrestle anywhere apart from... Yeah, he's, the, Braun the released Fed? a statement, and uh, it was... Or he, he spoke to somebody, but it, it was essentially that, yeah, he only ever really saw himself wrestling in WWE. So he said after he leaves WWE, that's it, the boots are hung up. So I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Braun pop up again, you know, if, if that is true and he doesn't uh, do anything else in the wider world of wrestling for a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me if he just went off and, and, and was happy for a bit and came back in a couple of years at a rumble. That'd be a huge return, mm. like to have Braun come back at like a rumble or, you know. Um, he could do films, surely. Oh, yeah. Just the look, look at him. the size of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. If Nathan Jones can get into acting... Off yeah. the back of that run. Yeah, Braun can. Strong and he did appear in the Will Farrell Sherlock Holmes film that oh, people watched him and got, this yeah. is so bad, Netflix will have to take this. And Netflix saw it and goes, no, even we have standards. <laughs> Remember that? Um, and Braun Strowman appeared as Braun Strowman in the exact same wrestling gear. The exact, he's, he's walking off the, uh, the set of WWE Raw. It's when, all right, I'm ready. 
I think Sam's amazing. met John C. Riley. I can, I can picture a picture of you and yeah. John C. Riley. Uh, we met John C. Riley in uh, Cannes, yeah, in 2015. He was just walking oh, down the street. Oh, in a Cannes festival? It was lovely, yeah. He was just a really nice Matthew, guy. He was in to, to a tale of tales. Good film. And oh, that was really cool. Was he a nice guy? John C. Riley? Was it just a brief, like, can I... It was picture? just kind of like a, a brief, hello, okay. hey, yeah, I saw enough. you in this film, absolutely loved that film, yeah, can we get a picture? Yeah, sorry, we're absolutely ruining your night. We all bolted down the street from, like, the, the restaurant must have thought we tried to dine and dash. Uh, but <laughs> it was like, John C. Riley! And then we, you know, I, went uh, running down after him. I remember in the picture being surprised that he was so tall, because yeah. Will Ferrell must be like a giant then, because John C. Riley looks short next to him. Yeah, I think Will Ferrell is is super super tall. Okay. Anyway, sorry that was just because of the Sherlock thing you mentioned there. Yeah. The release, the releases. Sorry, the releases. Oh yeah. yes, sorry. Oh, God. God. John C. R- Riley height. Oh wow, one point eight seven meters. Wow. Tall man. <laughs> he is certainly taller. So yeah, I think yeah, Braun Bitton Post is keep his. Uh... Keep his name around, and then when he gets mm. a bit more successful elsewhere, do we be like, "Hey, Braun, mm. we mm. suddenly realise you look look new and cool again." As a black guy, I think he can go anywhere he wants to. Yeah, yeah, do I think he wants. It's a given. I know it's always the thing to say, like, "I'd love to see them in the G One," but I would love to see Alistair Black in the G One. <laughs> oh, you imagine? Yeah, I know, I know. His wrestling style as well, like Matthew mentioned, his apparently seductive raising of the feet of the chin with his foot. Yeah. That would work so well in the closing sequence of a New Japan match. Like, one black match yeah. and then another, but then whoever ducks it and then maintains shin control, and you know, I think it, it's made for that. But, I mean, I don't know. Anywhere he goes, I think Matthew's right. He could go anywhere. Mm. Anywhere he goes. <laughs> always take the push with you. <laughs> uh, Lana, again, seems the obvious thing to say if her and Miro got... I said Rusev. Um... You know, they are together in real life for real reels. I'm sure Bruno's like, yeah, Tony. I, mean, I think what? that's why most people. I don't ask for much, but you asked me to get rid of you and Kip Sabian. Yeah, but you know that was going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> um, can 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 I have? Oh, all right, let's have a look in the in the jar of millions I've got here next to my bed. But they're divorced in kayfabe. She married Bobby Lashley. Come on. <laughs> Could you imagine if they carried that over? Yeah, Isn't it amazing that that? <laughs> That, that, was li- a, that, that was weird little, haha, we're going to cook you because that's what's popular or whatever. Don't know, was that, that was about to be honest with you. Oh, cut. Between Rusev and Lashley and Rusev like... going, he <laughs> goes, yeah. I, I don't care about this. Okay, cool. Have a nice have a nice wedding, whatever. Rusev leaving, then leaving the company. Lana Rusev being, no, Lana and Lashley being together. That then set up MVP coming in and going, Lashley, you need to get rid of her. Yeah. Now, bad news. Oh, don't say that, MVP. Then lost again. Anyway. Oh, MVP was right. You suck. Go with him, that's MVP. And that's about that. That it is what's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. actually one of the best things about WWE right now. Yeah. Came from that stupid angle. That is weird. Maybe they that's had weird. a plan all along. They didn't. Uh, yeah. I think Lana, I'd, I said this on mine and Ross's news video as well, that I enjoy Miro as a promo. I think he's funny and he's good, mm. but sometimes he loses his way slightly. Mm. Just when he's ranting and raving, which sometimes works, but I think when Lana was doing his promos for him and he could still chime in, that was really effective. So I wouldn't be again. I know it's very unoriginal to say, I want them to go to AEW, but I do think I want Lana to go to AEW and manage Rusa or Mira. Yeah, I think it would be pretty awesome to see them back together as, as a team again. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy, another dude, I think, because Eddie the style of wrestling nowadays, like Alistair Black, can go anywhere. Oh, you mean the 2023 best of the Super Juniors, Buddy Murphy? Okay, yeah, fair enough. <gasps> <That> Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Let me go yeah, to that. Imagine. I know. Oh. 
Kenny that, Alpha. You know. Kenny Alpha. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Riot. I like to say the same. Again, yeah, any company, I feel. She was a bit of like a like a bit of a, a bastion of the... Because I remember hearing her name mentioned so much before she went to WWE, like Heidi mm. Lovelace. Though, yeah. So I can see her doing that again, or... Th- this is just pure speculation, but does she seem like the sort of person that Impact would want in their women's division? I think... Oh, yeah, yeah the Impact women's division is great at the minute. It's yeah. strong, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. So would, she, would she be a good complement to that? Yeah. I think probably, yeah. yeah. I think she could complement any women's division, yeah. really, at the minute. Like, True. But... You know, I, I don't know if something like Ring of Honor quite has the prestige as it once would. So maybe I'd say maybe like in my head anyway, I can see like Impact or AEW or, mm. you know, just general wider independent, you know, sailing. Just mm. just going through the whole motion again. Yeah, fair enough. I think this, for Santana Garrett as well, actually, she I always feel a bit like old school when I look at her. Like, could she be NWA power? Or maybe yeah, or maybe. Like Maybe. Yeah. Oh wait, the headband power thing. All you gotta That's do is I'm... add an extra couple of hours. Ah yes, absolutely. And then Tom Campbell, who was the NWA fan of The Office, would then probably get her on a on a podcast or something. So that'd be good yeah. as well. Ah, oh, I'm sure that the whole crop of them are talented enough that like. Oh god, yeah, yeah. They can do whatever they want. Hopefully, anyway. Matthew, what do you think? I think you said it better than me. Hey, yeah, these are nice. And we wish them all the best, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. There's God knows how many podcasts and Twitch streams and everything else that we'll get to enjoy as fans. So obviously the real winner, as always, is us. That was trying to be, summarize everything, but it's just so horrible. It works, no, no, it's good. No, no, but if you're invested in the storylines of WWE, Matthew, that's awful. That's just... But I've learned something today, says Matthew, at the, the end of the podcast. <laughs> trying to sum everything up. Poochie, do you have something to say? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I must go now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they not even animate his mouth? Does his mouth just get stuck? Yeah, yeah. I must go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. But you know what? We've been here long enough. We're taking a bit off of your time. Sam, what have you got on tap for us this week for the Lucky Cultaholic fans? You can't wait until next week. Um, I'll be on news tomorrow, and yeah. I will. There, there's <laughs> sorry, my brain just went completely default there. There'll be news tomorrow. There will be you know uh, regular weekend content. There'll be all sorts of stuff coming. You know lists, the, the regular output. So just keep your eyes but on what the you, Cultaholic what about, channel. What about, plug what your about Twitch, me? Plug your Twitch. What, what am I? Uh, well, plug what, your Twitch. Oh, well, Thursdays, Thursdays. There yeah, they six p.m. Thursdays. We do Twitch stuff. Sometimes we drive a truck. Sometimes I get so angry at games that I just rage quit. But, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Good stuff. Jack? Jack, Jack I was, sorry, I was waiting for Matthew to pass <laughs> so. it over. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I do Twitch with Owen on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. We are currently doing all right with Coldaholic FC in the league above. We're doing, we're, we're continuing the momentum. Uh, and that's, a, yeah, that's every Wednesday at 6 when it comes to my greatest of series on Fridays, I should point out that yesterday, myself, Sam Ross, and Adam had a meeting where we talked about various stuff on the channel, like we, we often do. Uh, and I was like, can I make this like a less regular, like not a weekly series? So it might not be every week because it was just like, felt like I was forcing it a bit. Like sometimes if I, if there was a week where nothing obvious had happened, I'd be like, here's why so-and-so is one of the greatest, but it wasn't really thematic. It didn't, 
Mm. I was kind of forcing it a bit. So instead, I'll be doing that some weeks when it's appropriate. Other weeks, I'll be focusing on scripting other like videos and lists and stuff, either for myself or for voiceovers of other presenters. So mm. kind of my bread and my bread and butter a little bit. So no, we'll see. We'll see. Matthew, what have you got? I'll do the streams on Saturday at 6 p.m. Oh, yes, I will. And I've got twitch.tv. It's like, I'm tired now. Twitch.tv slash callaholic. Uh, I gave up on Final Fantasy IX because it just wasn't doing good numbers wise. I don't think it's oh. a very good fit for Twitch. It's a great game, yeah. obviously. But someone said last week at Sonic 1, they did way better numbers. So I think this week I'll do, oh, I don't know, Sonic 2. <laughs> You're original. Fair enough, fair enough. Sounds good. Yeah, exciting life. I'm not on Sundays, but doing my own stuff, reading more young books books on my own thing, but that's not Coldaholic related. This is Coldaholic related. Coldaholic, that gives you the Hall of Fame pick. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Coldaholic or the Reese's Pieces or Mailbag or whatever your thoughts are on anything uh, at mailbag at Coldaholic.com. Please let us know your thoughts or whatever's on your mind. But right now, the only thing we have in our mind is saying goodbye to you fine people listening to this on the audio thing podcast we have or on the Coldholic YouTube. So we end by putting our fist towards the webcam. We don't know why. Uh, and on the count of three, we say the famous expression, one, two, three, stand Join back. Yeah. Stand <laughs> back. Stand back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 